Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Let's open up the Spreaker chat. That way, Bill WD-40 can join on in and lube us up for tonight's show because you got to be well lubed for a show like this one. All right, the beautiful Kira, how are you? Thank you for joining us. And uh, let's see, uh, we got about 30 seconds. Kevin, how you doing, man? Good to have you here. Remember, the Super Chat is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis, as this is our final show of 2022. Space Daisy, welcome back to SOR Chat. And remember, if you want your SOR swag, head to our website, spacedoutradio.com, and hang out with us and grab you some really cool gear. Hello, Cryptid Huntress. Good to have you here. Ten seconds. Oh, oh, there's Bill WD-40 and the gorgeous Ronnie in the Spreaker chat. They're lubing it up right now. Right now. Here we go, everyone. Horns up. Let's rock. Hey, hey, hey. From the mountains of central British Columbia to you listening around the world, this, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. Well, it's our final roundtable of the year as we take a look back at 2022 and what is coming in 2023 for the year that was and the year that will be. Now, for a lot of people out there, I know we are a rounded show with paranormal, supernatural, the cryptid world, but I got to sign off on this one, and that is it's been, once again, the year of the UFO. Joining us tonight on this incredible panel, we have some of the top people in the UFO field. We have Melinda Leslie, who's a great researcher and experiencer. She is one of my mentors and heroes in this business. I absolutely love her. We have Science Bob McGuire, who literally, literally, I I saw three hairs sprouting on his head recently. Uh, Yeah, it absolutely surprises me. The lovely and talented Katie Page, who is one of the top researchers of MUFON and just an incredible person in this field. And MJ12 researcher Tom Whitmore, who you've heard on this show numerous times as well throughout 2022. Now, I want to thank all of you for being absolutely awesome 
in 2022 to Spaced Out Radio. All of you showed up at our first annual uh, fan party that we had in Las Vegas earlier this year. You're all going to be back in Las Vegas for the second round in 2023 at the Golden Nugget. And the love that you guys and support that you have shown, not only Spaced Out Radio and our listeners this year, each and every one of you, has been just amazing and i want to thank each and every one of you personally for contributing to us getting better on a nightly basis thank you so much thank you dave <laughs> it's been great dave yeah thank you dave all right you're most welcome all right let's get it started i think it's safe to say tom whitmore as we kick it off with you tonight year 2022 really was another year in our field, in our genre, that was really dedicated to UFOs. No matter where you turned, it seemed each and every week from January right through the end of December that there was some sort of news going on. When you look back on 2022, Tom, what do you see as your brightest moment of UFOs? I think definitely the the material progress has been in the behind-the-scenes work of Chris. Christopher Mellon and company, Lou Elizondo, other people like Gary Nolan, uh, probably uh, some other people as well. And uh, they've accomplished something in that they have uh, helped to produce this legislation uh, uh, that originated out of the Senate Intelligence Committee and the House Armed Services Committee, which is now, uh, for all intents and purposes, becoming law. And they've, uh, the legislators have stepped up the game uh, requiring the uh, Pentagon to uh, put more effort into this. And they do have reports that are uh, going to be uh, going to have to be submitted at some time or another, probably pretty soon because they're over overdue. So from my point of view, the material progress has been made in that area, and I think that's the bright spot of 2022. For all the controversy that has gone on this year, Katie Page, with UFOs, which direction are we going, who can we trust, who can we not trust, I want to start off on a positive, just like I did with Tom. What was your favorite part of ufology in 2022? Um, is it's the validation. I mean, this year has been the year where I didn't have to kind of go, what do you do? What do you do? You know, I feel like now yeah. I can be proud of what I do. And yeah. it's allowed people that I respect so much in the field, like David Marler, to actually get funding and go forward with his big archives in New Mexico and to just to bring credibility to the, all of us. And there's, and you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I've been in the field since 2012, which really is a newbie. There's people that have been here decades, just pounding, pounding and pounding. And, and I feel like, yay, you know, finally we get that validation. So to me, that's the biggest part of 2022. And, and I'm just, you know, I think we're just going uphill from here. We're just right in the wave. Melinda Leslie, let's go over to you here. You know, we've seen a lot of good things happen in 2022 from the U.S. government finally admitting that they are tracking UFOs. They have now put money into a budget for UFOs. Outside of that, what really worked for you this year? Oh, gosh. Um, I, I think I agree with exactly what Kay just said is realizing, you know, it's it's being able to 
openly say, hey, I do this. I do this for a living. Have people um, be okay with that. Um, you know, uh, to me, so much happened at the very end of the year with the sign, or at least right before Christmas, the two days before Christmas, the signing of the NDAA being the real highlight of the year, National Defense Authorization Act, and what that means. And uh, and then um, a, a minor thing, but was uh, another person saying that the Wilson Davis meeting happened, and that was Christopher Mellon saying that on, I think it was Christmas Eve, literally, I think he yep. said it. Yeah, yep. and, uh, and so it's like, okay, you know, those of us who've been following that story, the Wilson Davis notes closely, we, we knew that, but still, you know, to me, it, it wasn't just, okay, yeah, they're real and, and Eric wrote them, but it, to me, it was a bigger statement in that Chris said that the day after the NDA was signed, which has the amnesty verbiage in it for people to come forward with security clearances to know they're okay. And to me, that was signaling to everybody that Eric will testify. And will testify about the notes and crash retrievals. And uh, and he already has in closed-door sessions, but he's going to be testifying again. I'd already heard that through the grapevine. To me, that was just confirmation that Chris waited till that was signed to say, yep, Eric wrote him. In other words, he's going to fess up to it again in a, you know, in a, whether it's a closed door hearing or an open hearing, either way, it's Senate and Congress hearing it. I hope it'll be open hearings. I really do. Well, I don't, I mean, I'm not as, uh, as hopeful as you are when it comes to that. Bob and I have talked about that numerous times over the last number of months. Science Bob, thank you for coming on and uh, thank you for everything you've done in 2022 for Spaced Out Radio. It's been a real fun run, my friend. But let, let's talk to you about this. 2022, when you look back on it, you know, in the year of ufology, what, what have you learned? What has been your favorite part? So there's, we've heard the professional kind of uh, ufology things that have happened, but there's also been personal things in my life that have happened, which are really huge in terms of me uh, personally. So just let me emphasize some things they said, and then I'll go into the personal. So um, in uh, June, I went to the SCU meeting in Huntsville, and I met Tim Taylor, Gary Nolan, Melinda, and Linda Thompson, and I sat together most of the event. And I saw John Alexander point out uh, Eric Davis and tell him, uh, hey, if you want to know about the Wilson documents, go back there and ask the author. And then a few minutes later, Melinda and Linda Thompson and I were sitting at a dinner table and uh, uh, John Alexander and Eric Davis were buddy-buddying it together at the table next to him. So it was clear mm-hmm. that that was a staged event. And Jonathan mm-hmm. Davies asked yes. this question in the middle of the conference over over the Internet. And Alexander pointed out Davis and called him the author. And now we have at the end of the year the day after the NDAA has been signed by the president of the United States and is now the law, Christopher Mellon, who is the principal author of that document, uh, has confirmed that Eric Davis is in fact the author of the notes. And the way he knows that is he was probably around during the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence hearings. Many people do not know that the chairman of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence is Mark Warner. 
and that Christopher Mellon was Mark Warner's staffer on the Senate Select Committee of Intelli on Intelligence way back when, before Mellon became a deputy, uh, uh, some level deputy uh, uh, defense uh, secretary. And he was, but he was deputy defense secretary in charge of intelligence and other things. And he had the SAP company under his purview. So Mellon knew a lot about these SAPs. Okay, so that's 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 some of the big deal. And uh, then I got to go to both of the inquiry into the anomalous and phenomenon in New York City uh, during the year. And there I met and personally talked to uh, Gary Nolan, Christopher Mellon, Whitley Strieber, and on and on. So it was these personal interactions with the with the luminaries that I got to do in this year and um, struck up a friendship with Ralph Blumenthal and we interact regularly now. And it's just kind of a, a big deal for that because these people are coming out of the woodwork. And I've now talked to my former employer boss of the Institute I helped found at Virginia Tech and they're doing quote space situational awareness work at Virginia Tech. And guess what? They're quite proud of the fact that I helped help them talk them into that. I'm going to work on it and we're going to go look for UAP from the roof of the building at Virginia Tech, probably funded by money that came up from the NDAA. Now we have to write contract and grant proposals successfully to get some of that money, but it is clear that the people at Virginia Tech in the Hume Center, named after Ted Hume, former director of science and technology at the CIA, who funded the initial beginning of that center, is, is, is now going to study UAP officially at the university level if the funding flows the way we think it's going to flow. And they would know because they're connected. All right. So that's that's kind of the high level stuff for me, ufology. But but personally, this year, I uh, developed a relationship with an experiencer and a psychic. And this relationship with an experiencer and a psychic has turned me into just the most unreal experiencer you can imagine. Literally every single day we see many orbs and there are these flashing things in the sky that our cameras catch. We, we take screenshots of these flashing things in the sky in the videos. We zoom in and look at the videos, and they are craft. Let me give you one, one craft. And this is all Lala's work. She does all this work while I'm asleep. Okay, so she's in there looking at these crafts she sees. And over a five-week period, we saw a flash in the sky, and out through the flash came this thing that looked like a craft. You go... Well, maybe it's pareidolia, what it, right? Except week one, week three, week five, and week six, we <laughs> see the craft from four different angles of rotation, and they are the exact same craft, four different occasions, come out of these portals in the sky that are these flashes. You begin to have these kind of experiences, and the orbs come in your room, and I had a regression and a full-bodied apparition distortion field walked across our deck and caught on our camera while I'm laying on the bed being regressed by Deb Shakti. I mean, you know, you, you've turned me from a scientist, which I still am, into a full-blown 
daily experiencer believing in the paranormal more than I ever thought would be possible. And so just one of the upshots of this as a scientist, Melinda and Deb Shakti and Lala are going to participate in a study that I'm going to put together to put in front of BICS, the Bigelow Institute for Consciousness Study. And the purpose of this study is prove that it is possible to talk to the people who have passed away. That's number one. And number two, that you can interact with them and gain useful information uh, during these things. And that is a proposal with the superstars that I know. And I, as a scientist, will write the scientific processes down and we will work out a way for it to be triple blind so I can't influence it. They can't influence it. They won't know who they're reading. The reader, a person being read won't know who is doing the reading for them. And so it's all going to work. I believe it'll be a great thing. And at the end, I the goal is a publishable paper showing that you can communicate with the dead and you can get useful information on demand. That's a big year for me. Yeah. And 2023, I believe like Tom does and Melinda does that the uh, uh, and you don't that the world is going to explode with information. And I'm going to tell you who I think might finally come out from under the covers and admit he has been in the core secrets for decades. And that's how put off. You are optimistic, my friend. You are optimistic. <laughs> well, I want to give you guys my favorite parts of this year. You know, because there was a lot of turmoil this year. We'll get into some of that later on because you know the woo also loves its drama. And we will get we will get into that. But I thought that uh my favorite part of this year was the idea that the Canadian government finally stepped up to the plate. And led by Member of Parliament Larry Maguire out of Manitoba. And he really had been pushing. Now, I knew this was coming a couple of years ago when they first contacted me regarding uh, wanting to chat about UFOs and what is going on and does this actually happen in Canada. And what I love about it, guys, is the fact that we are coming of it, coming at it from a strictly scientific background. There's a, I have learned that in the United States, politics is all about two things, money and money. And that is what I have learned. Money and power. Well, it's all about power. money either way. And, and you know what? The fear-mongering that we have seen in the United States regarding UFOs, especially in 22, is, for me, at least a cause for concern. Because I think the real slap in the mouth that nobody has even caught up on in the UFO world is the fact that it has been reported through us that the Department of National Defense in Canada has received or has told members of Parliament and members of the Canadian government that there is zero threat by UFOs, because I refuse to use the other term, UFOs, zero threat in Canadian airspace by any UFOs. And that is such a contrast and contradiction to what we are hearing out of the United States, our best ally, our closest neighbors, our best friends, that I'm surprised that that has actually happened. 
and I think it's a little taboo. Bob? Well, I just want to point out one thing. In the United States, there would never be a ufologist heavily involved right at the top in one of these meetings. And can we give him credit? Who? On the the Canadian side or the American side? Yeah, on the Canadian side. There is a ufologist on the Canadian side who was heavily involved, and he ought to be given credit. Who's that? Chris? That would never be involved on on the American side because they wouldn't have a ufologist involved. Who's that? Grant? Grant Cameron. He was heavily involved from the beginning. He deserves all sorts of credit. And can you imagine a member of the House of Representatives going to a ufologist in the United States and say, will you help me put this meeting together? And the Canadians did. They went and involved Grant Cameron. And I mean, look, this is just totally different in Canada, the United States. It is a different ballgame up here. Katie. It just seems to me that in America, we need to use that word threat for funding, for money, right, and control. Um, and in Canada, maybe you guys are going out at, about it in a different way. That you know, And, and Grant might have a, a big part of the reason that is, that he's not putting that threat narrative on it. Well, I will tell you right now, you are listening to the voice who actually got Grant Cameron involved with the Canadian government. And yep. I am taking credit for that. No offense to anybody and else. you deserve it. Hot well, damn, I'm taking to, credit for that. Absolutely. I, did, I didn't want to out you, Dave. I wanted you to take credit for yourself. Well, after Lou Elizondo outed me this year as the gentleman who brought the Canadian and American governments together talking about this subject, I mean, I might as well throw it all out on the table. You know, it is the end of uh, the year uh, roundtable here, so I might as well just put it all out there, show my cards that uh, I'm a double agent. I'm a double agent. No, no. But, but let me let me tell you let me tell you why I did it. Okay, is I. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Did it and and tried real hard to build these bridges. Number one, I was reached out to first by somebody in government, which I will keep quiet because you got to keep your sources. And it just kind of filled from there. And and they kind of they're smart, you know. I'm not going to say they. Oh, I'm the one who did this, and I'm the one who did that. That's not the way it works. Okay, they already had talked to a couple other people before they got to me. They just. We just started off a very good relationship. And I was asked, well, what do you think of so-and-so? What do you think of this person? And I said, that I literally said, they'll backstab you. Stay away from them. So you want the truth? That's what's going to happen. They'll backstab you. And they pull, ended up pulling away from some of those people and moved forward in uh, trying to help uh, for me to try and get them some information. Right? 
And Canadian government works different than the U.S. In the U.S., you can have bipartisan support. It doesn't work that way in Parliament. In Parliament, the only people who have power are the governing body, which right now is Justin Trudeau's Liberals. Okay, and hopefully for not much longer, but we're not going to turn this into political stance. Don't vote Trudeau. Anyways, um... Uh, I can't vote Trudeau. Well, I realize that. That's just for my Canadian friends, right? But as we got about one minute to go, it was about 18, 19 months ago, 20 months ago, where uh, I was approached and said, hey, do you have any information or know how to get a hold of Lou Elizondo? And I said, want me to call him? And they said, you do that for us? And I said, just remember, I don't want any knocks on my doors. And if you do knock on my door, it better be a paycheck and a job that puts me on the woo desk in Canada. And we kind of laughed, and, and I set up that conversation. Now, what they discussed, I'm not privy to that. I have an inkling, but I'm not privy to that because I don't have security access. Okay, but that's how that all kind of played out. When we come back for the second half hour of Spaced Out Radio, we're going to get into some of the head scratchers of ufology for me it's nasa it might be the navy for you it might be the fact that you know we we are now two months behind on the ufo report what about our crew tonight we got a great panel for the final sor roundtable of 2022 as we wrap up the year and look towards 2023 we have another two and a half hours with our special guests melinda leslie tom whitmore science bob mcguire and the everlasting gobstopper, Katie Page. That's why we love her. We'll be back with Spaced Out Radio right after this. Come on, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I knew what you meant. Uh, by the way, everybody, just so you know. I didn't know what I had to do with Katie. The original I, I, version, yeah. the original yes. version and not the new one. Because like she's sweet. She's continually sweet. <laughs> okay. By the yes. way, uh, I am Pam tonight. My name is Pam. I am oh. Pam. So Does I, Pam stand for something? I Pam. No, oh, I, uh, no it's not Pam. Mad. It's not Pam. Paranoid it's, and mad. No, it's not Pam. See, I am Pam is in the chat room, and I'm saying, no, I am oh, Pam. I am Pam. I am Pam. Oh, hi, I am Pam. <laughs> I am Pam. So if you want, if you all want to be Pam too, you can. But I am Pam. We're all Pam. Who's the real Pam? I am Pam. <laughs> I am not Pam. You are so Pam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Who am I missing in the chat room? Did Tom share in the beginning. Um, yes, he did. He was was important in the year to him. Did he I did right off. Tom let us off tonight. Oh, oh, never mind. Yes, you're right. He did. Uh, I have I have five orb videos since midnight. It's just constant. I love the fact, Science Bob, that you talked about these flashes because just tonight I was talking to a friend about, you know, if we believe we can call these UFOs in and all this yeah. stuff. And, you know, it's to the point where even if you say that that happens to you, I don't tell anybody because people, A, they don't believe you. But yeah. I do. Like, 
you you'll meditate on it or think about it and you'll get just like a flash like a camera flash bulb like yep, yep we're here right. and it's on do, cue every time do, do, do and i don't know what that do, is do yourself a fun do yourself a fun favor and okay. go back and this is not bragging this is interesting go back mm-hmm. and look at the show dave and i did with jimmy blanchett okay. and so jimmy and lala and i are working on beaming a radio signal at the sky having them transmit a light message and me working on artificial intelligence machine with lala's help to build a two-way communication system that anybody can use because i know we can call them she calls them all the time she says please do this and they do it the next night they do and melinda's been doing this forever let's go say on my tours this is this is every night on my tours every and we're night. seeing the every same thing day. the same thing you're describing is what we see every night on my tours yep. and and we we use the high powered 500 milliwatt lasers except for I have a 1000 milliwatt laser a purple one but my clients use the green ones and we flash at stuff and we get it to flash back at us and sometimes we go 1 2 3 at the flash and it goes 1 2 3 you know there's this thing on Twitter recently about um, oh I know what it was it was Gary Nolan doing an interview and he talked about getting responses and everyone said oh do they really know that they're getting responses from him well, you know everyone made a big deal and I'm like yeah we do this every night on my tour why is this a big deal <laughs> and, <laughs> and 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 then someone else brought up something about triangle craft and so I posted three stories of when we see we've tried nine times in my tours but the kind of storyboarding and rough sketches i did for three of them and then i realized it's like wait a second i have um two of those uh, three accounts were times that we flashed down with a laser and had major response going on in fact one of those times we'd even flash out the laser one of my clients We'd already put the lasers away. It was at at the end of the tour, and we had this giant triangle right over us. And my client says, oh, I need to get a laser. Where do you keep them in the car? As we're looking at the thing, and her husband stops her and says, let's not take our eyes off it. We don't want to miss this. And so she puts her hands up like this and just goes, flash, 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 kind of half kidding, like not even that serious. Now, the thing already had red lighting on the bottom. The whole bottom of this triangle lit up bright red like a tail light and went flash, flash, flash. Hmm. And she stood there like in shock and went, did, did, her voice quaked. And she goes, did, did I make it do that? <laughs> Lala, Lala and I were driving down US 40 through Aberdeen, right, right past the gate of Aberdeen Proving Grounds. And I'm looking through her sunroof. And there's a triangle right over the top of our car following us down the damn road. Awesome. And I go, well, this is a triangle. Are you seeing yeah. this? She looked up and says, yeah, I can see it. I says, well, here comes some helicopter. And we go down. We turn around to go back. We And the triangle is gone as we turn around. There's just no way an aircraft can disappear in 30 seconds the way that hey bob i gotta cut i gotta cut you off there we're gonna uh, rejoin the show here in about 15 seconds thank you lala bob mike vaughn carl and surf jair for the super chats it's a wonderful way to support what we've done this year and heading into 2023 our store is open spacedoutradio.com here we go with the second half hour
second half hour of Space Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Dave Scott. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears throughout 2022. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It's the final roundtable of 2022, and joining us tonight, Katie Page, MUFON investigator and researcher, Tom Whitmore, researcher of MJ12, Science Bob McGuire, and researcher and experiencer Melinda Leslie. Realistically, 2022 was the year of the UFO once again. But there were some snafus, some oddities that kind of happened in 2022. Melinda, let's start with you on this one because I know you got your your uh, you know how to grind our gears, you know, about <laughs> about what is right and what is wrong. So we looked at what's right the last half hour. What went wrong for you in 2022? What was odd for you? Uh you know, it's funny. Earlier day I was thinking about this and then as the day progressed and went out to dinner and proceed to get tired because it's after 10 o'clock here. Uh, things slipped my mind that I was thinking of earlier. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Um, well, it, it's a whole list of little things that now almost don't even matter. Um, the disappointment in the June report from the government Um Yet it had significant stuff in it. So I think most everyone, I know Bob agrees with me, you know, it had, it had. Often imitated, never duplicated. Frank's Red Hot is the hot sauce that started the buffalo wing craze in Buffalo, New York in 1964. Flash forward to today, and it's still delivering that perfect blend of flavor and heat across the menu. When you want to bring heat to your patrons, go with our lineup of sauces and seasonings from America's number one hot sauce brand. If it's not Frank's, it's not Buffalo. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. That's some significant things I think Tom does too. So even though, yeah, it was disappointing, it wasn't much, there were a few significant things and it, it and it was movement forward so it was kind of taking that with a, a grain of salt um it, again another minor minor thing for me is the ridiculous griping on ufo twitter for those of us that participate there horrible These people place. are being childish this and ridiculous and they all need to start being professional and uh and key Senior researchers in the community are walking away, not wanting to participate because of very childlike behavior. And it's like, you guys, we all need to pick up our game, you know, because as you started this off, Dave, UFOs in 2023 are hitting the, the main stage. You know, they're, they're, they're going mainstream more than ever. That's the upside of what has happened this year and certainly over the last five years. And 
and going into next year. And yeah, the DOD is pushing back in minor ways. We've, we've seen that this year. Again, those were some of the frustrations, the pushback from the DOD, the lack of um, journalists to pay proper attention to the subject and a few that have had that were really negative and un- unfortunate um, and you know but those are nitpicky because again see those journalists some of them were mainstream in in major news sources who were probably being fed stories by the DOD again because of the pushback I think we all know that so taken in in perspective um yeah, so those those to me are the are the are were the unnecessary negatives, and I think as we go mainstream, like I said, everybody, you know, pick up your game, be professional. People are going to start getting weeded out in the community who aren't professional and aren't. I mean, I look at all of us here on this panel, and I am so proud to be amongst this group because I know everyone on this panel is utmost professional in this field, you know? And so it's like, okay, that's, that's what we need to aim for. And, and everybody needs to say, you know, if you're going to be taken seriously in this community, that's what you need to do. And don't give any time and energy to the, you know, what's a bunch of people online were recently talking about Stanton Friedman, what Stanton Friedman used to call the noisy negatives, you know, <laughs> don't give any time and energy to the noisy <laughs> yeah, negatives, you know, it's, you don't need to feed them and, and, and we can all focus on moving forward and being, as again, just, just be professional. I think that's, if you take that as the, as the bar, you know, then you, and you constantly are trying to reach that, then you know, you're going to steer clear of everything else. Very I'm true. And, and you know what? I don't it, – it's very strange how the last – Katie, you're, you're amazing. So, I mean, you know, I, it, it, my bar is if – is, is I'm – am I doing the, the, the kind of work that Katie does? In this oh, stop. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. You're a serious inspiration to me and to all oh, women in you. the field. You know? We should all, no, we should I, all ignore I mean, the nattering nabobs and negativity and listen to the quiet, calm people like Tom. Yes. Tom. Tom. Tom is always has the utmost professionalism. Melinda, I'm going to buy you an ice cream cone. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, I, a, a, you, a drink you, could be good. <laughs> You know what? I, I'm going to jump in here. It is New Year's. I, I'm going yeah, yeah. to. I, I, I am going to jump muted. in here. Uh, oh, I should be. Yeah, there we go. Now I'm not. Uh, now I'm uh, unmuted. There. Uh, one of the, one of my highlights or lowlights for 2022 was was Lou Elizondo mentioning how he wanted to kill ufology, rip it apart, get oh, rid of this cesspool, yeah. and I, I understood where he was coming from. But I think his article that he wrote, a, bl- a very long descriptive uh, blog that he wrote, uh, I wasn't happy with the way he wrote it. I-, I could tell he was writing it out of frustration and emotion. And let's face it, UFO Twitter has turned into just a devious cesspool of uh, of spew. And I think I'm putting it as polite as possible on both ends of the specter, you know, and that's why we, you know, even when I t- tag this show, I'm not, t- I rarely ever tag hashtag UFO Twitter because I just don't want anything to do with it. 
It, it's a scary place. You say one wrong thing, and the aha katcha people are absolutely trying to cancel you. It's disgusting. That being said, you have to keep an eye out on it because there is news that breaks on there. And so it's it's a horrible catch-22. But when Elizondo came out and said that he hated ufology and he wanted to rip it apart and there's been nothing good about it, you know, that hurt me because I know a lot of the veterans like you, Melinda, like like Stanton Friedman, uh, the late Stanton Friedman, who I got to interview three times, uh, Grant Cameron, Richard Dolan, the late Jim Mars, Lorian Fenton, Misha Johnson, uh, Linda Moulton Howe, and a lot of these great names, Peter Robbins, uh, who I think we all love and adore, okay, there's a lot of great names that have been doing hardcore research who the only thing they have asked for in the past is show us some credibility and, and some dignity for our hard work in digging it up. And for Lou to want to tear all of that down and restructure into a narrative format where everybody's playing kumbaya with what the government is saying, I thought was utter malarkey. I thought it, I, I, would I, love- I want to point out, I want to point out something to your audience behind Melinda, behind Tom, behind Katie. And if you, if I could fit mine behind me, I would, but the yeah. 3,500 books I have are in my library downstairs. We are all readers. We read books. We read papers. The 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 co- co- modern modern ufology people they they do Google and they want instantaneous gratification. This is not an ageist argument. It's an operational argument. They expect instantaneous gratification from doing Google searches where they get an answer in three microseconds, and it is impacting their ability to do quality research. That's right. Yeah, and you have to spend time in archives and history. You have to know the history. That was frustrating with these hearings that went on. It's like, come on. You know, a lot of frustrating moments like that. Like, come on, do just a little bit of research. Tom had a a major influence on me by pointing out some of the best possible things you could read. And Mm -hmm. I sat down and I read thousands of pages that Tom recommended. And I became educated. Right. Well, you ha- need to be educated to have an impact on this field. Absolutely, Bob. Bob, that that'll be a dollar, please. Okay, <laughs> you're, 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 you can have a dollar and a drink in Las Vegas. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> your tab is. Well, I, I wanted to. I just want to keep this going. Like, what is your reaction, uh, panel, uh, uh, to Elizondo saying that he wanted to kill ufology? It okay, bothered I, me I, as well. I, I yeah, want to say I, something I, because I I heard it. Elizondo say that when he was working in ATF, he intentionally did not read any UFO literature. He did not read any UFO books. And I think the only way that he can come out and make a, st- a statement like that is if he didn't doesn't know anything about UFO history. That's true. Well, and I think it was just like, like you said, Dave, uh, purely out of frustration. Mm-hmm. I didn't put that much into it. Yes, I was disappointed. But I think I saw it as someone who was just really frustrated, um, had been getting tremendous abuse on UFO Twitter, you know, and and walking away from it. And um, yeah, I just saw it as somebody who was frustrated. I uh, At first I was... It, I was bothered by it, but as soon as I realized it was just a sign of his frustration, then I then it wasn't as big of a deal. All right. 
Uh, Katie, you wanted to say something. Oh, I, I just agree with Melinda. I mean, it was frustration, but, um, you know, knowing the pioneers, so many great pioneers, uh, a lot of you mentioned a lot of them here. It was hard to hear that. But again, I think he was more pointing it to the noise and that. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. That's what he was pointing it at. And I, I totally agree with that. And I, I tried to just stay out of that completely. I think we all have our little niches and to stay in that and keep our nose to the grindstone and work what we're, what are, what we're interested in is what's important and to do the work. And I just don't pay attention to that noise. And he unfortunately is at the top. So he's hearing that all the time. So I agree. He was just wrote that out of frustration and not really attacking all the pioneers per se. All right, Katie, we're going to well, start- there are a couple of people that targeted him that were gaslighting him. big time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, yeah. we're going to stick with you here for you. What was what was one of your disappointments of 2022 in UFOs? Well, I come, you know, for me, I have a healthy, I'm, I'm choosing my words wisely here. I have a healthy degree of skepticism when it comes to government involvement in the topic. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. So for me, I'm, I, I tend to... Um, it, it, you know, and I love MUFON and my Colorado MUFON group and Phoenix has a great MUFON group and, and that, but I get a little leery when I know that the DOD and the government's getting involved in their hands in all this. And I, and I, 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 I guess for me, I've become a little more leery of what the narrative is, is what the end game is, what the narrative is mm-hmm. for me. That's what this year has been for me. I'm a little hesitant about things. I'm not as trusting, maybe, as others. How about you, Science Bob? I... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtowns Healthcare in Denver. Downtowns Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtowns Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. So, so look, I'm a scientist. You know, I have a PhD in applied mathematics. I started two engineering companies. I'm a serious, serious person. But by golly, I'm also a ufologist. Mm-hmm. And so I felt Lou did himself a great disservice in the writing of that article. And had I been his advisor, I would have said, Lou, come, let's go take a walk. We're going to talk for about two hours and I'm going to talk you out of writing this article. And I'm going to help you figure out a better way to say what you want to say, because it was just a disaster. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I just want to agree with Tom and Melinda and, and Katie that it was it was not his best moment. His heart mm-hmm. and mind, I think, are in the right place. But he expressed himself poorly. That's number one. My per, my my worst personal disappointment was personal. Uh, I uh, had a uh, tough beginning of the year. And it ended in a way, you know, most people don't want the first part of the year to end, which was the, this, this the dissolving of a, of a relationship, but it wound up a better part of the year. And ufology and UFOs were part of the breakup. 
So it was that part was tough, but the rest of it I'm taking as a positive because uh, things are looking really good for me personally now. So I had tough personal time this year, and I also had great positives happen this year. And uh, we'll just we'll just pick up and go from there. Brush ourselves off and keep going. <laughs> for you, outside of the Elizondo thing. Bob, for you, what was your your low light of 2022 in ufology? In ufology, ah, oh, well, you as you know, I mean, we've already covered it, but just let me just put my spin on it. Uh, I spend a fair amount of time on Twitter, and it is just, it's just nasty. It's just so nasty, and I get a lot of barbs thrown at me, and mostly what I get is. People, when I talk about the experiences I had on the Blue Ridge and the Hampton, you should read my private messages. It's awful. It doesn't matter how many people can go inside the government and check and see that I was actually on those vessels when I said I was on those vessels. And so there's at least um, a, a great deal of credibility in the sense that I was where I said I was, and it's easy for insiders to check to see I was where I said I was when I said I was on the Hampton, when I said I was on the Blue Ridge, but that has caused me no end of grief in terms of the crap I've had to listen to. And then uh, I continued to get negative remarks by what the, about the Wilson documents because I happened to play a weird role, a weird role in the Wilson documents because I happened to see a, a, a note from uh, a Thomas Wilson to somebody I knew. And I didn't claim that it was great evidence. I just said, look, this is anecdotal, but I saw it. And to me, it was great confirmation of the reality of what Eric Davis had written in his notes. Uh, because Wilson was extremely frustrated that he was not a part of the core sequence. I saw that. So the continued negative about that from ufology <laughs> has bothered me because it's just people who don't know anything blabbing their mouth off, pointing pointing fingers when they don't know anything. Very true. Very true. How about for you, Tom? A couple of things, Dave. Uh, the public hearing that uh, occurred uh, from the the two gentlemen from the defense department, I thought it was a complete farce. It, it, it was just, it was yeah. embarrassing. Uh, and we on this panel, we know enough about the subject to know when they, they're feeding us a line of, you know, what. Mostly and, didn't even know about the ICBMs being overflown by a UFO. I mean, Tom, Tom I'm sure Tom looked at that and went, ah! Yeah. The Battle of the Los Angeles. Hello. <laughs> the, I mean, in the UFO uh, field, uh, people tend to be paranoid and suspicious of government employees, thinking that they're, you know, agents of manipulation and all this. But the one side of it that that Katie mentioned, with the DOD getting involved, these reports that we're going to be getting are going to contain information that DOD decides they're going to let us have. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in that way, they are controlling the narrative. Yeah. But secondly, I've, I've spent a fair amount of time on Twitter, uh, listening to Twitter spaces. 
And there's a whole new generation that's come up since 2017, since the New York Times article. Mm-hmm. And, well, let's just say that, that uh, I wouldn't say that I'm disappointed. I, I, I'm rather just appalled <laughs> at what I've yeah. seen. The, the profanity, uh, the ignorance, the shallowness, you know, the lack of depth. And the, and the alcohol I, and drug-riddled rantings that go on in those spaces. I mean, you could tell they're inebriated. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I guess I'm just observing, you know, some, some aspects of the current form of communication that's going on. And the UFO world, for people like us, I mean, whether we like it or not, we're a big echo chamber. Yeah, and an echo chamber based on uh, some firm knowledge of how we got here is one thing, but an echo chamber based on ignorance and and profanity and all of this is is uh, it's to me it's pretty appalling. So you wanted something negative, Dave? Is that negative enough? <laughs> well, I, I, no, I think that's great because I mean, look, you know, this is like the facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have it. Right. And and you can't get better without pointing out the negative. And I think, you know, for so many years after the two, the Stars Academy came out, you know, with this new wave of ufology that kind of came into play that none of us were ready for. It was all incense and peppermints. And, you know, everything Uh had to be positive towards what was going on. Nobody was allowed to ask questions. Nobody was allowed Uh to question the TTSA narrative, you know, on little things like. Why did you have a pressless press conference? Why are you breaking stories to people who have a hundred followers on a podcast, but you're not going on major radio shows or YouTube channels to break your stories? You I'll know? never forget. I'll never forget when I pointed out that uh, uh, Tom DeLong's email to John Podesta outing McCaslin showing up in WikiLeaks was almost surely going to kill TTSA. Yeah. Guess what? Right. It did. Yeah. John Greenwald Jr. sure did take a beating because he was asking questions, logical questions. Anybody who asked questions. And now, but you know what, though? The one thing that I I, I do want to say, and this is where, you know, Melinda mentioned the lack of journalism that is really in this field. We are seeing this because a lot of the questions that are being asked, some of them are very good questions that do need answering. But a lot of these questions are becoming very spiteful, very almost uh, full of hate and anger. And we've seen that from people, you know, good people who've just had enough and said, look, I'm not buying into this anymore. Whether it's John Greenwald, whether it's Lou Jimenez, whether it's Steve Cambium, whether it's Rich Giordano, whether it's, uh, you know, Stephen Greenstreet, or many others. They all want to believe, they all want this to work, but they just can't because their information is taking them down a completely different path. And I think that's the problem is we don't have enough. We have the journalists. We just don't have the space because we don't have the the outlet to get that message out. Okay. I want to support something yeah. Katie, Katie said a minute ago. She talked about 
John Greenwall. And uh, I'm a Patreon supporter of John. Mm -hmm. I have been. He needed a piece of equipment. I helped purchase it. This is all done in the background, and I don't care whether anybody knows it or not. But John right. is as hard on me as anybody around, and I know how valuable he is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, and I've known John for years since he first entered the field. He, he'd be the first to admit that I've been friends with him for a very long time. Um, but I've seen him, I don't want to harp on him because he still does incredible work, but I've seen him get nitpicky and negative almost unnecessarily. And I think, again, see, it's, it's, I said it before and it's worth saying again, how we get out of this is everyone. Now, ufology said for a long time, where's the young people, where's the young people? Well, mm -hmm. this has been a big lesson and be careful what you ask for because now we have this huge <laughs> out there. people under the age of 50. 30 seconds. Yay, you know. Okay, so bottom line is the way we move on into 2023, everybody act professionally and that includes John Greenwald, who at times has not acted professionally. So you guys, we all need to act professionally all the time because this is going mainstream. Dave interviewed, Dave interviewed two young guys who have done brilliant research on the Wilson documents and the Oak Shannon notes. And if we had more people like them coming into ufology, we yes. were under 30, we'd all be better off. Those guys are one hour down, one hour to go here on Spaced Out Radio. We got a great panel Tom Whitmore, Katie Page, Science Bob McGuire, and Melinda Leslie. Hour two, we'll continue the UFO talk the year of 2022 next. Go get a refill. Okay. I'm going to go refill. I'm going to go refill my water. Me too. <laughs> Me I too. Stevie Franchise, how you doing? I had this big glass of water at the guys. as I left. I'm like, I'm like, do you guys have a to-go cup? Yeah. Well, hi, people still in here. <laughs> I should see if anyone has a question. Exit full screen. Go to. I'll go to comments. Now I'm in comments. Anybody have a question? Yes, they left me all alone. I'll I'll get over it. <laughs> I've never heard Lou say they were demons. Whoever said that? <laughs> Everybody went away, Melinda. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, oh, so someone said, Melinda, do you still need? Do I still need those batteries? Yes. I'm going to call you guys, the battery people. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes, I do want the, the, the batteries for the lasers. Yes, 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 yes. I'm going to get a whole bunch of them. So with your lasers, 
I mean, yes. obviously, if there's airplanes flying over, do you you can't get in trouble. I mean, you can't like. Well, point yeah, those it's illegal. Yeah, airplane. we're really careful. I, I I cover before I pass out the lasers. I cover a bunch about laser safety on okay. the tours, okay. and it, yes, I tell people it's five years in jail plus a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine for lasering a plane. It's a federal law, and uh, but we can use them in Arizona. We just can't laser the planes. The police okay. have come and spoken to us, and they have had calls from the FAA. I'm not the only tour, unfortunately, now in town. I have like five or four competitors anyways. And um, and some of them have not been as careful, but the police tell us my tour, we're good. They, they ask me and my clients questions. They've been very happy with our response. Whenever I've taken out pilots, I've taken out hundreds of pilots on my tour, and they always say thank you for being so careful with the lasers. So yeah. I cover well, laser good. safety. We're really careful. So do you guys but, ever, like, take any video or photograph footage, and do you ever put in a MUFON report to investigate them? I mean, I'm just – I Okay, we, we've seen fully structured – craft 63 t- times on my tour i've wow. only done mufon reports for four of those okay <laughs> so, so, <laughs> all right well you get so, to a point the answer is have i ever yes do i do it regularly uh no no right no, yeah no. you know so um <laughs> but yeah i do need to and someday i'll go back and i thought at least do like the other top 10 times we've seen structured craft i've yeah. got to do reports you know like the time we had the big triangle hover right over us and right. You know, I mean, we've had triangles nine times. I mean, for so nothing else to have it in the database. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got it. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yes, do I need to? And that's something I should, you know, I, add to listen to your I'm just Just, just, just for us? Yes. I do not trust the people running MUFON right now. I'm sorry. I'm not sending them any data because I know where they're taking it. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Bob, where do you think that is? Since we're straight to the DIA. Oh, really? Mm. Katie, you have a response to that, or mm. no? She can't afford to, but I don't. I owe them nothing. Okay. <laughs> but I still think it's overall numbers, and and I don't care if the DIA knows about the sightings I've had in my doors. Send it to Newport. I do have a response to that. Send it to Peter Davenport. Yeah, I do have I do have a response to that actually, and and my response is um, there could be some truth to that. I don't know for certain. I really don't know, but my opinion is I think whoever in the government, whoever it is, obviously I think they're going to want to know who's reporting what because some of it's our own secretive stuff. So to me, it's always been logical that somebody's keeping an eye on the reports that are coming in just to see what. <laughs> people are describing if it's our own secret technology or craft. So that's how I rationalize it in my brain. The part part that bothers me is having lived inside the intelligence community, there's a controlling uh, regulation. That's what worries me. The sharing of personally identifiable information when you do this reporting and what guarantee do we have that that's not happening? Right, right. That worries me as well. Yeah, but yeah, but because about one minute, guys, you don't necessarily know that it is either. Exactly. Right. Well, what, yeah. what I'm saying is, I just don't trust them, so I'm not sending them my data. Well, like, I, like, <laughs> no, they're not trusted. I'm not giving my clients names. If I submit a report, it'll just be me, and I'll say yes. These pe- there were people present, and right. then if a move on investigator wants to interview those people, what I would do is, and I have in some cases already asked the clients. 
are you willing to be like when we've had structured craft if a MUFON investigator or or national ufo reporting center calls you would you be willing to talk to them and 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 for the most part, everyone has said yes, you know, that they're yeah. willing to do it. So in that case, I know I can give a, a name. But when I go back and Melinda, do these back gonna, I, got, I got to cut you. Reports. I got to cut you off right there. My sure. friend, we're on in 10 sure. seconds. Thank you, Lala, Bob, Mike, Vaughn, Carl, Surf, Jared, and Thomas for the super chats. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show. We're going to get going here in three seconds. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with hour number two of Spaced Out Radio's roundtable tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Go to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club, Eucalagon. Eucalagon is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Looking back at 2022, we have the year of the UFO once again, and we got an incredible panel joining us tonight. Science Bob McGuire, Melinda Leslie, Katie Page, and Tom Whitmore, all major experiencers and researchers in this field of research. Now, going on into 2022, one of the biggest question marks that has really affected me in a way has been the link to NASA, where out of the blue, midway through this year, Bill Nelson the executive director of NASA, stands up at a press conference and all of a sudden starts talking UFOs and how he believes they're here, that we may have an alien presence on Earth, and that he's talked to numerous U.S. Navy fighter pilots who have had interactions with these strange craft. But never once, never once does he mention what is inside his own closets at NASA. And yet he commissions a $100,000 report bringing in a bunch of scientists from around universities in the United States to come together and file reports on what is going on. I don't know about you guys, but if there was any slap in the face to ufology this year, to me, it happened with Bill Nelson. Melinda, I see you nodding your head there, and uh, let's get your opinion on this. Yeah, the 13-person the panel they've put together who has made it very clear that they will not look at any classified data. I'm like, what's the – I was going to use another word, but I'll say the bleeping point. You know, <laughs> what is the point, you know, to, to not looking at the classified data? When Senate and Congress are saying we want the witnesses who know the classified data, so it's like – 
NASA says, oh, we're going to put this team together to follow the direction of, of, of what is happening in the, in the Congress and the Senate and with the NDAA, yet we're not going to actually do what they're asking because we're not going to look at classified data. It's like, I think Senate and Congress needs to go, wait a second, NASA, we want the classified data. So it, it, someone tell me if I have that wrong, but that's my understanding. I do know I, I have a connection six degrees of separation from somebody who is on that 13 person panel or whatever and and a highly placed person and mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. I I have a a good connection to maybe be able to talk directly to them. I, I might follow through on that and go will any of these people would this gentleman at least be willing to talk to me because it's like you you they have to look at the classified data to not do so of course they're going to say oh you know they're not going to come across anything significant if they don't look at the classified data it's nasa's classified data is where the cover-up has been anyways that's that's my take well i think the interesting part for me at least and what really upset me was Oh, since Gemini, we have had numerous astronauts come out and test pilots for NASA come out, and there is audio and video record of them speaking about their experiences. And for Bill Nelson to play absolutely stupid, whether he has an NDA or not, but to go public and play stupid for the uh, towards the public, and and not even mention what nasa has you have everything you're the biggest god darn space uh uh group in the world your astronauts are the best of the best of the best they are trained viewers of what is going on in space they're looking for this it's part of their job whether it's Hey, hey, uh, uh, hey, Houston! There is a Santa Claus, or whether it's Neil Arson, ale- uh, Neil Neil Armstrong, pardon me, allegedly stating they're here, they're on the hill, and they're watching us. Right? There is so much proof out there that Bill now that I'm surprised that the mainstream media has not even looked into this. That they have not even even said NASA. Have you looked in your own closet? Science Bob, let's get your opinion. Um, thank you for asking. It's complicated. I'm going to do my best to explain it. Since the beginning, NASA operates uh, spacecraft and other things under the Space Act. The Space Act has these clauses. So let's suppose Neil Armstrong says, hey, there's a UFO on the crater. The Space Act takes that takes it into the NASA coffers and whoop, zips it off to somebody else and says, you now are not cleared for this. 
you have no longer any need to know it and therefore you cannot talk about it or have access to it and that applies to bill nelson and every scientist on that panel they do not have any access or any need to know the classified data that swept away from them bob, under the auspices of the space act bob he should have shut his mouth then he should have shut his mouth because he knew, along with the rest of the Navy and everybody, that the media is weak on this subject. They don't care about this subject, as per my presentation in Denver. Okay? And the fact that he even opened his mouth to it, as a former astronaut who was friends with Cooper, friends with Mitchell, friends with McDivitt, all people who had experiences while in space of being followed and Elon Musk even coming out a couple weeks ago saying there are anomalies following our SpaceX rockets the minute they leave our atmosphere. We know every this time, is happening. Every time there's a SpaceX launch, every time there is a SpaceX launch, I watch it. Why? Because behind the first stage, when it separates, you can see a UFO every damn time. Now, let me add, Bill Nelson is no longer an independent player. He is the administrator of an agency and they, like everybody else, run on funding and he cannot afford to screw up his funding. He wants some of that funding to study the science of UFOs. Well, like I'm I said, telling you how it works. I understand how it works, but Bill needs to shut up. And I, and he's not going to because he has to defend his agency. He has nothing to defend. He's the one who opened up the can of worms, Bob. He, I'm just telling you, he is out there saying, I want my agency to play. Please give me some of the money and well, I'll behave. Well, hundred. Well, then the Senate and Congress needs to say, then then you need to give us the data we want. If, 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 but remember, but remember, NDAA is the National Defense Authorization Act. It is not the National, uh, it is not the NASA Authorization Act. Right. They need a NASA Authorization Act to order NASA to play. Yep. Sorry, well, that's how it works. Hopefully they'll wake up to that and get to that, because meanwhile, this 13-piece panel is just a whitewash. But, and I have, a, I have a zero degree of separation with one of them, who was a member of the advisory board for the Hume Center when I was the chief scientist. So I have no real solid feelings that they're going to play for real. Well, they haven't yet, and right now it's it looks like a joke. And I'm surprised more people outside of the or inside the UFO community have not called out NASA for the joke that it is. Thomas, let's get to you. Yeah, well, I, th I think uh, it was John Greenwald that pointed out that uh, most of the people on that panel are either astrophysicists or astronomers, and the UFO action is not you know, in another galaxy that we can observe. Uh, the UFO action is uh, coming into the atmosphere from from uh, Earth orbit or going out of the atmosphere into space or within the atmosphere or, you know, all the things we've heard about going into the ocean, coming out of the ocean. That's where it's all happening. So, what it, you know, what good is it to have an astrophysicist that knows... Uh, how to explain how, how a black hole works when you've got UFOs flying around in the atmosphere and all that. So uh, 
that that's where I see the problem. Uh, the the fact that uh, the director of NASA or the administrator expresses a positive attitude about UFOs and wants to uh, foster a study, I don't see that as being a negative thing per se. It is negative when you are talking about everybody else and you're the biggest space agency in the world who has had interaction with these craft since the 1960s and you're playing dumb that you don't even know what's happening in your own organization. Katie, let's get to you. <laughs> yeah, NASA's the the uh, the godfathers of airbrushing photos, <laughs> little anomalies. Yeah, that right. a good a good yeah a good friend of mine, um, Paul. He is, was best friends with Jack Swaggart from Apollo thirteen, and has a coin that went around the moon, never landed. But even Jack Swaggart, although never had an encounter with the UFO, certainly believed there's life out there and in you you know extraterrestrial life and whatnot. Um, so I agree, like they've been covering this up from the get-go and all the weird ceremonies at the moon landing and the Masons and all, all of it. So for them to come out, it's like, Oh my goodness, it's another one of those things. Wait a minute. Even you're, you're the secret keepers here and you're playing dumb. So I don't know what that's all about, but. Katie. Yeah. The, the two biggest branches that have been, had a history of direct involvement in the cover-ups, like you were just saying, NASA, and the other we're also not hearing from, the Air Force. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's my big beep. The Air Force, that goes back to my Colorado ranch. It's Katie's fault. (laughs) Where is the Air Force in all of this? That's my big beef. I mean, they are covering up, covering up. Sorry, sorry, my experience, sorry, sorry, my experience with NASA was through Chris Bledsoe, who held, had Hal Povenmire become a personal friend, and I think was sent by NASA to monitor him. And Hal told him all about, and may have showed him, but I know he told him about the airbrushing operation and all the things that Hal had personally seen in the photographs of things on the moon. And Mars. And Mars. Hal Povenmire told Chris Bledsoe everything. From from NASA to the United States Navy and another controversy in the UFO field. Tom, we're going to start with you on this one regarding the Navy coming out right before the October uh, report was supposed to come out saying, by the way, we're not giving you any more videos. We're not playing ball on this UFO stuff anymore. You guys are on your own. Don't call us. We're not calling you. It was it was just a a big slap in the face to everything that they had given up so far. Do you think that was the Navy acting out of their own or finally getting revenge after five years previous, the them having to have egg on their face for the To the Stars Academy stealing, allegedly, videos from the U.S. Navy and putting them all over television and the Internet with a To the Stars Academy logo on them? Yeah, I think it was it was definitely part revenge, and those videos coming out and there's there's a lot in there that we haven't even seen because there are other uh, there are other CD discs that we haven't been able to look at, but uh, there was manipulation uh, going on to get those uh, videos out into the public. Uh, there was some sleight of hand, and I I don't want to accuse any other 
anybody in particular, but I think you all know who I'm talking about in terms of the team that was trying to get that information out, out to the public. And uh, anytime a government agency loses control of the narrative, then you're going to have a reaction. And the Navy being vocal and saying, we're not sending you any. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. More information is just vocally stating what the Air Force already practices yeah. without well, stating just, just let me give you let me give a concrete example. USOs are heard. And every one of these vessels records every single sound that goes on one of those sensors. And those sounds and recordings are preserved forever. The Navy has to have a vault the size of the Empire State Building full of these tapes of USOs, and they just don't want to bring it out. Wow. Of course not. But I, what I'm saying is they're, they verbalized a policy that the Air Force is already following and has been following for decades. Agreed. And uh, I used to be inclined to think that there's some kind of a PSYOP going on, but the simple PSYOP is just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And stop on anyone who does. But yet they continue. Let's go to you, Katie. Your thoughts Um, on the Navy. Well, my thoughts on the Navy, I was always baffled as to, you know, I guess their hands were tied, right? When the videos leaked, they had to respond and then they shut back down. But to me, the Air Force piece in this is the liability piece. I think there's still people uh, alive <clears throat> walking around among us that have been affected and, I don't know, damaged maybe from these uh, from these. Um, Air Force Black Access Projects and ranchers and who knows what other nefarious things the Air Force was out there doing um, for decades, you know, from the 60s, 70s into the 80s. And until that goes away, it's sort of like when you go to an archives and things are, you know, banned from being looked at for 40 years into the future. Um, This judge I'm researching is one of those judges, you know, that that did the toxic shock syndrome thing, all that. You can't look at the stuff for another 40 years. The same thing with the Air Force. You know, we'll, we'll be dead and gone before any of that truth comes out, if ever. All right, let's go to you, I'm Melinda. Senate, I, I'm just hoping Senate and Congress pushes this far enough. You know, I mean, I know they're starting with where they're starting with the NDAA, but but, and, you know, and everyone I, out there, I recommend read the wording. Um, it's all over the internet. You can find it and, and read it. A lot of people posted it on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. Um, and if, if they, if they follow through and, and it feels frustrating to be out in the field 
going, wow, we've gone so much further in the last five years. I mean, than 80 years of ufology, mm-hmm. formal ufology, 75, 80 years, you know. And and it's like, gosh, we've gone so much further in the past couple of years. But it is frustrating because it's this slow, deliberate, you know, thing going on. And yet other things keep coming up in the news. So it's not it's not a huge priority to send it in Congress. So I can say, yes, we have the NDA. Yes, they've gone further, but are, are they going to go to the next place? And, and, you know, a couple of people on this panel have expressed, and I get it. People online express their concerns about whether it was to the stars and about Lou and Chris, but at the same time, I feel very strongly we have Lou and Chris to thank for, where we have gone with this is it's not perfect. I don't see them as saints, but I see it as thank you guys for taking us further than we've been mm-hmm. in 75 years. And certainly I think Chris Mellon is, is doing a lot. I, I think he owes, we all owe him a, a debt of gratitude and um, both of them and, and others involved. Um, you know, I go back to semi van telling me that this was a group of like 50 people you know, and we're so used to in this field putting just a couple faces because they've been the public people, but it's actually been a, a bigger organization. And, you know, I I took out, um, I think I can say this now because I've been public with it on Twitter. I took DeLong out on my tour recently, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Tom was telling me some stuff, but he's still talking to very highly placed people uh to the stars does still exist they're doing um they're trying to make good on their investors and whatnot and they're and they're doing a lot of um uh hollywood projects and books and books being turned into movies and you know so they're they they exist they're doing that um because they're you know they're trying to do the, the financial thing again for their investors and whatnot so uh that's what what they're currently doing but but and, and then obviously Lou and Lou's gone to work for Space Force. That's well known now, and uh, and Mellon is the one really you know pushing this. So uh, I think at, the, at that splitting off at one time that happened there, I wonder, and it's something I've been meaning to, to ask my connections. Obviously, I talk often to Dan Sheehan, Attorney Daniel Sheehan, who talks to Lou and Chris regularly and other people involved Gary and others. Um, and I, so I thought I need to put out the question and get an answer of, 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 um, of, you know, where are they going to go with this now and how much further are they going to, to uh, push it? And uh, uh, you know, but um, it, it feels frustrating because I don't know what we can do. I mean, people can call and write their, representatives i suppose uh is something that we can do and you know and and i'm sorry that people in the field who who were really taking an initiative to do that backed away from that i welcome those team of people in the field especially those on twitter and with some podcasts that were doing that um to to do that again you know i thought that was useful and helpful i think it did make a difference um and that's at least something we can do. And everybody, you know, mind your P's and Q's and dot your I's and cross your T's when you're dealing with the media. 
you know, again, it's like that goes back to my saying everybody needs to be professional. And and when you do get a media opportunity, seize the moment to educate. Um, I'm, I'm constantly doing this, constantly, and seizing the moment to take it there. I, uh, a writer with the Epic Times contacted me was talking to a few other people in the field. He just rewrote an article because I was not able to get back to him right before Christmas was after Christmas. And he's resubmitting and rewriting his article. Um, cause it hadn't ran yet. It was kind of done, but he's, he's changing it up before submitting it to them because of his interview with me, because I seized the moment to say, you need to really understand what's going on with the NDAA and what it means. And, you know, what we could maybe expect next year with hearings and whatnot. Um, I mean, of course, I, I'm thinking the best for it. it. It is frustrating. I won't say that it isn't. And I don't know that any of these things, other than what I see intuitively, <laughs> is going to happen. Um, but I, I'm certainly hoping for the best because, again, if they follow through on what it says there, I think next year could be very, very exciting. Panel, I'm going to get you to hold on right there because we are going to go to break here. At the bottom of the hour, we are blessed to be joined tonight by Science Bob McGuire, Katie Page, Tom Whitmore, and Melinda Leslie. The year of the UFO 2022 on our roundtable tonight. And when we return, let's get into some of the weirdness of UFOs. Where did the experiencers go? We'll talk about that next on Spaced Out Radio. All right, we're clear. I think the reason you don't hear experiencers mentioned in any of these things is they know that the experiencers are the right place well, to go, and they don't want anybody going there. Let's save this talk. <laughs> Guys, let's save this talk for the next half hour. Bob, you're a veteran here. You know that. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, that's where we should go. Is they're covering well, Bob, when we come back reason. from the break, you should, you should open with what you just said. Um, because it's yeah. the truth. And back to the the last topic of discussion, I feel like where are all the deathbed confessions? Like I want I want Air Force, but like I'm just talking from my lens on the what was going on at the ranch out here. Like there's got to be people that are in you know in their 90s that were there that did some of the stuff. Like come on and come forward. You have nothing to lose at this with, point. With the amnesty legislation, that might be what we're going to start That's, to. Yeah, Richard, Richard, Dolan, Richard Dolan did a very good deathbed confession from a former CIA guy that everybody should look at. Yeah. And we just had a couple of pilots come out and admit a lot. So I think we're starting to see this. And yeah, I I have an interview with a high, high up at General Electric. And you see they would contract these companies like General Electric to hold these secrets because you can't FOIA General Electric. And so they were taught, he was telling me, I went to Canyon City to do this, this presentation and had this two hour conversation with this gentleman. He, he's an editor of a newspaper there and um, was almost the vice president, was an engineer, worked on all these um, military aircraft. And he said there was a closet. And basically, we're ahead at least 40 years of what the general public knows we're ahead of in technology and that. But, you know, it was one of those closets that was back engineered from UFO um, crash retrievals. You went in there just with your brain, no paper, no pencils, no nothing. 
Yeah, and 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 he he's like, you know, why Nancy Pelosi wanted that laptop because China's trying to to acquire that part of Gen- General Electric. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. And, and they're not willing, we're not willing to give it up. I was like, ooh, the scoop, <laughs> you know, ooh, so I need to go interview juicy. him, but you're right. It does sound juicy, so I need to go get that done. <laughs> but, you know, well, it's you know, chance uh, meetings with these people. That's right. Uh, in the However, Manhattan the Project, uh, General Groves wanted all the scientific discussion to be compartmented. He wanted, yeah. he wanted a lot of really high security compartmentation. And the scientists rebelled against that because the scientists, the scientists want to go into a room and have a colloquium and uh, discuss their problems. And they put all their heads together and that's how they make progress. Right. And from what we've heard, I, I don't know if that's been going on in this back engineering business. Uh, it's also compartmented yeah. and secret and, and uh, special access and, you know, right. uh, how can you make progress that way in the first place? The technology is so far ahead of us that mm-hmm. you really, you really need teams of people, uh, a creative scientist that can think outside the box and you know uh, take some different approaches. Yeah, right. I, I'm going to do something shameless here for a quick second. Okay, this is uh, the latest of my grandson here today. Oh yeah, look at oh, those cheeks. So look at those cheeks. <laughs> he was all smiles and trying to talk to grandpa today. So, so chipmunk chip going back in your blood oh, there. Oh, I love him. Love him. <laughs> what a doll. So chipmunk in the family. Yes. <laughs> yes. I had to. So cute. I had to. So cute. Yeah. Oh, you saw Chabelle. How many grandkids do you have, Dave? One. Oh, just one. All right. Just one. Well, you're officially a grandpa now. Yeah, grandpa I love Dave. it. That's love awesome. it. My little Jasper. My little Jasper. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah. So cute. I kind of like him. Hello. Num- I have a three-month-old. Oh, I was going to say, I have a three-month-old granddaughter. I just had to pull that out there, little Molly. Let's so see. I'm right Let's there see. with you, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's your yeah, picture of her? Great. Where's your picture? I, I don't I don't have a. Right Y'all are me. too young to be grandparents. What's with that? <laughs> Way too young. I started young. <laughs> All right, uh, we got about uh, thirty seconds here, and just seeing Nathan from the Quantum Show, my guru, my mentor, my hero in this field. Bonjour, Pascal. Happy New Year to you. I love you, man. Thank you so much for everything that you do, man. And uh, if it wasn't for Pascal in the chat room, I wouldn't be where I am today in this field, 100%. And uh, thank you tonight to our Super Chatters, Pascal, Surf Jair Times 2, Chris, Thomas, Carl, Vaughn, Mike, 
Bob and Lala, thank you so much. And don't forget, you can do some shopping at our website, spacedoutradio.com, and grab your swag today. Here we go, everyone. That's the halfway point on Spaced Out Radio tonight. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. want to remind you that if you've missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on with our great panel tonight of Melinda Leslie, Katie Page, Tom Whitmore, and Science Bob as we look at the year that was, 2022, the year of the UFO in the weird, strange, and in the topics that we cover. And there was no point in really talking Bigfoot, Sasquatch, you know, paranormal, because really, the UFOs took over once again. And one of the things that happened this year that I want to, you know, uh, Science Bob, we'll start with you on this one. Experiencers. There are a lot of experiencers out there, from lawyers to construction workers, from those who make your coffee in the morning to those who are building high-rises, to those who are working in the farms and living in the jungles of wherever their country may be. And, Bob, there are kind of rules that have been implemented here, and I use that term facetiously, that now the only people we're allowed to trust as experiencers are commercial pilots and military pilots and military members. The public be damned, my friend. The public be damned. No kidding. So, uh Read, read books by Bud Hopkins, read books by uh, uh, John Mack, on and on and on. And what you know is there are millions, millions of experiencers around the world. And you're going to tell me with millions of experiencers who are interacting with a phenomenon, the government has no interest in them at all. And we have one of the most important experiencers I can think of in the entire world sitting there with three Christmas balls in her window and she's been taken and putting into a laboratory and experimented on to see how they fly the craft. Okay. So the experiencers, the government or whatever, unacknowledged special access programs, whatever it is, they know that the experiencers are the source of the information they need. Otherwise, there wouldn't be zero mention of experiencers in any of these documents or any of the programs. It is, it is, they are damned by the absence of experiencers. They're trying to cover up what it is they're after. And Melinda, go ahead. Well, I, I, I hear you and I, and I was thinking even during the break, I went 2020, 2023 to be the 
year of the experiencers, but or the year of the abductees. Um, two two things just happened in the conversation. Dave said, "The public be damned." It's about military pilots and military intelligence witnesses, and you went right into the books about abduction research, and this is gets to the core of some, uh, an issue that I personally have with the term experiencer, because. That was coined by an abductee who hated the word abductee or abduction because it had too much of a negative connotation. So they said, why don't we just say we've had an experience? And that's where that came from. Now in the field, it's come to mean, as Dave was referencing, even people who've had sightings, any kind of encounter, sightings included. And so now I've learned, I I threw in the towel because it's, it's like going against a rushing stream, you know, rushing river, swimming upstream to go against the term experiencer to mean not just abductees anymore, but anyone with experience. So I'm bringing back, so I'm putting it out there. I want to bring back abductee to mean the abductees, okay? Because you are abducted. Abduction doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing. It just means that you are taken. You know, as opposed to experience, because to me that's too broad, and it and now it's come to mean sightings as well. And everybody's an experience. Yeah, I well, I prefer I like the because I differentiate an abduction being physically taken aboard a craft, and then I like the term contactee because I do believe there's millions of people that are being contacted by a lucid dreaming or meditation or other contact modalities that Grant Cameron so eloquently put in his book. Um, And so I like to use that that. contactee. So I differentiate abductees and contactees, and sometimes they obviously overlap. If you're an abductee, you're a contactee, and and not always contactees are not abducted. And my point just being, Dave said it one way, and then then right away Bob took it the other way, and it – it showed to me the confusion in saying yeah. that. So, so, I, but I, I prefer, you know, sightings, contact, yeah. like you just said, right. and abduction. Yeah, let's go yeah. back to those verbs, you know. Yeah. And just because experiences become too vague. Oh, I've, yeah. I'm an experiencer. Well, and now that's also come to mean the consciousness stuff, which is all mm-hmm. valid. I mean, Bob and I are working on a project on that, but it's like, you know, it, but it, it yeah, but it just goes but to in, sh- in the Melinda, UFO it go- field. It, it's it goes to show though how people in this field try to get over with people. There is one podcast host out there yeah. claiming that he was an experiencer because he once saw a couple of dots in the sky that were moving. Yeah, that's not an experiencer to me. Okay, you get. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like a number of years ago when when we saw an influx of fake journalists where everybody was all of a sudden an investigative journalist or posing as an investigative journalist or journalist. You know, thank God I helped clear that out, you know, and and called those fakers out. But it seems like we get a lot of people out there who want to self-title themselves, and it really hurts the people who have had, like I look in our chat room right now, and I know there are a number of people in there who have had multiple experiences, not just in their life, but we're talking per week, per month. Okay? Yes, yeah. And those people, those are experiencers. They yeah. want they want to know what is going on with them. Little dots in the sky that could be a satellite is nothing. It's nothing. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and granted, the, the the orb phenomena and dots in the sky can still be legitimate sightings. I don't, you know, because sightings, yes, but you're not an experiencer for looking up in the sky yeah. and seeing a couple of dots. Well, but. But Dave, just like I had to throw in the towel, I hate to tell you, you have to throw in the towel because now experiencer means you've had a sighting. Ah, Melinda, I will will disagree with you. I I love you, but I will disagree with you on this one (laughs) because you gave me the same speech when I was calling out fake journalists and I won that. I won that. How how many people are calling themselves journalists now that aren't? Very, there's only good, a couple. Good luck with the experiencer title, okay? Yeah. But that's why, going with, you know, with what we were just saying with Katie and I, there's like, let's go with their sightings, contacts, and abductions, you know? Yeah, like. Because they're all having an experience. I always hated that experience thing, too, even when the abductee used it, because it became, even even then, I saw it as problematic, you know. So I think it's time to just even get away from it. That's my vote. I take the vote. We get away from it altogether, because it's 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 too vague. It's too general. Anyways, but it's it's a minor thing. But it just it irks me because I do want abductees and and contactees to be a part of the discussion, to be a part. Now I get. I get why Senate and Congress and you know aren't going there yet. It's well down the road. I get we, it. We know yeah, they are a little bit because aren't they interested in Havana syndrome? What? Aren't there aren't there people interested in Havana syndrome and and they're looking at contactees and abductees and okay, studies Gary, on the brain Gary, and changes in the brain? Some somebody's interested in in abductees and contactees. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. But I, I'm just saying, as far as part of the disclosure discussion, yeah. I get it. It might be premature. I'm, well, I don't we'll, we'll, have a yeah. problem with that. But I do think because I also know this. I'm I'm experiencing that quite a few abductees let me see if i can talk about this in general i've been asked by a a film company that i've done some projects with in the past um and the parent company is 1091 i can say that but a project under them with another company that i maybe shouldn't be saying a lot about but i can say that i'm uh, i've been contacted about being involved in this it is a a mass event that i was involved with that they Mm -hmm. want to do a story on it's really frustrating that suddenly I thought, oh, everyone involved will want to talk about it, right? They'll all stick up for backing each other up as the evidence of witnesses of the event. And I'm finding out from the people involved that no, a lot of them are saying no. And and I'm like, what? You guys, anyone out there, if you're an abductee and you've already been public or you've been involved in a book – don't friggin' plow the field now. We need you more than ever. We all need to speak up for the other abductees. Yes, I get it if you if you really say my family will disown me or I'm going to lose my career. I mean, don't don't lose your whole career, you know, and 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 don't be disowned by your family. But if you can at least risk that or those things, then do. And these were people who are already public who are saying, oh, I don't think I want to be involved in this project because now I pulled out of the field. It's like, why now, with disclosure going forward, would anyone who's a public abductee pull out? This is when we need to be our most vocal. Maybe they got paid off. (laughs) No, I get the fear. 
here. I I get it. Been there, done it. I hear it from my clients all the time. I get it. But it's like if you've already been public or you're part of a investigation or something that's already public, we need you. Stand up because for those public abductees and contactees, I'll add that in there, who who stand up and speak for everyone else, that's just it. You are standing up for the thousands that can't. And, Very and true. Can't because they may be too afraid, or they can't because they will lose their family or their career or whatever, you know. But aside from that, and and if you're willing to risk those things, you know, I mean, I I just I don't get it when public abductees pull out of the field right now when they're needed more than ever as disclosure goes forward because it is going to become part of the discussion. It's naturally going to become part of the discussion, and I think it will happen pretty quick. We were already just mentioning a couple ways that it already is. Why That's not going away. This is, you know, we're part of the discussion. We need to be part of the discussion. You know, I, I encourage all abductees and contactees out there, particularly if you have witnesses, evidence, if you've already been public, step up to the mic. We need you. All right, let's move on to Tom Whitmore here uh, so he doesn't fall asleep in the chair. We're poking Tom to make sure that he's I know, it looks like I am. still alive. Well, I, I, agree. I, I agree with Melinda about the experience or term. Uh, I have friends and associates that are experiencers. They say they're experiencers, and I mean no offense. But at the same time, I'm... I'm uh, generally annoyed with everyone and his brother being an experiencer. Okay. Uh, This, in the fifties, we had widespread sightings and this, this resulted in Dr. Heineck coming up with the, you know, with the three uh, levels, the close encounters, the first, second and third kind. Then we had people being pulled over on the highway and strange beings coming up to them. Then we had people telling stories of being on a craft, and this is under hypnosis. Now, people that, in my humble opinion, that have actually been in the, in, uh, the proximity of quote-unquote aliens, they have physical and psychological effects that result from that. Uh, perhaps they have scoop marks. Perhaps they have scars. Uh, perhaps they have uh, a... Um, uh, something implanted behind their ear or somewhere, and they have a psychological effect. They have nightmares, uh, and they have uh, flashbacks of things that have happened. These, to me, are real things. They're real effects of people being in, in the proximity of this phenomenon. But now it's almost like the thing to be is an experiencer. If you're not an experiencer, you're you're you know you have nothing to say in this chat group. That's how I feel about it. How, how about that, Dave? <laughs> Katie Page, let's get to you. Pilots, oh, well. pilots, commercial, pilots, military, uh, you and me as just ordinary citizens, we don't give a flying F about you, me, or the dog next door, which would be Science Bob. 
I was a little concerned, and it's a it's a piece of that report that came out back in was it June that not a lot of people picked up on, but there was that little part there that said, "Well, can we prosecute people who falsely claim abduction or?" And I was like, "Wait a minute, we can't yeah. just like silence I, that concern." <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? We can't just get rid of this, but. Um, the abductees and contactees have a lot to say, and they always have. As somebody who did, you know, uh, all the research on letters of love and light, and looked at Dr. Leo Sprinkle, PhD. If you're, he's a hypnotherapist and a really well-known um, psychologist out of Laramie, Wyoming, who worked with abductees and contactees for like 40 years. And I got to really go through his research and read all that. And I think this is um, an area of ufology that is not getting the attention it used to get. And I'm hoping next year, like Melinda said, we'll we'll see that come back into the fold. It's very important that we hear from these people and and look for those commonalities between experiencers, (laughs) contactees or abductees, whatever term you want to use. So, yeah, I hope it doesn't get lost in, in the mix of all the pilots and police officers. You're right. They're not the only people that are credible witnesses. Science Bob. Oh, go ahead, Melinda. No, I was just going to say I get. The, the government focusing on those things at first. That's part yeah. of their slow trickle of this thing. I, right. I, it's frustrating, but I understand it. Yeah. I understand yeah. it. And I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but, but meanwhile, you know, what can you follow? you do? Well, they can go forward like, okay, the government's taking it here. Well, why don't we take it here? And then we'll yeah. force them to have to take it there, you know? Yeah. So let's, bring up these more advanced things and, and, and keep at it because, you know, then, then it will, it will cause them to have to ratchet it up as well. You know, it's tricky. Let's get to science Bob here. Yeah. So uh, earlier, Katie, uh, I don't know whether it's prescience or she actually had some knowledge brought up the business about Havana syndrome. And as I told you, I went to inquiry into the anomalous, et cetera, and Gary Nolan uh, was there, and he told the story of how Kit Green was working on Hibana syndrome, and they discovered something anomalous, and they figured out a test with a with a postdoc uh, at Harvard to do some tests. And working on Havana syndrome and finding something anomalous is how they discovered the Caudate-Putaman connection to those people who have abilities and are, quote, experiencers. So it's connected. I don't know whether Katie got that from a source or whether she... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. It's just pressure, but it is definitely, and it's Kit Green and Gary Nolan. I've been there from the beginning on all of this. And so that was that part's interesting to me uh, that mm-hmm. she would bring it up because I have now had confirmation from Gary Nolan's mouth. 
in a room full of a hundred and something people that that was all how all of that came about. Uh, and uh, Havana syndrome is clearly a microwaving of brain matter. And the caudate putamen thing that Nolan now has told us all about with Kit Green is these interconnections between the caudate body and the putamen in the brain that is present in people who have uh, paranormal abilities and mm -hmm. experiences like being abducted and so yeah. forth. It's widely present in all these individuals. Yeah, I love that because that's where answers are going to be found. Well, it all depends if Gary Nolan and the Stanford University people get their way. You know, I mean, if, if Gary could come out and actually take that public, it opens up the experiencer to everyday people. Whether or well, not he so, gets shut down or whether or not he feels it's necessary at this time is a different story. Well, my, my, hope is, my hope is, given the conversation I had with him, which is not yet closed, is that uh, Melinda and Lala and Deb Shakti and others who are involved in the BIX uh, uh, study will have their brains scanned for the Caudate-Putaman connection. Bob, I was asked by Jim Semivan if I was willing to, like, I must have asked me at least a year, maybe two years ago, and I said, absolutely, and never never heard anything again. I think the, they think the Ooh, issue I'm here is, is uh, Wait, this, this, this is a postdoc who wants to write a publishable paper, and we're going to provide him the vehicle yeah. to do the publishable paper with this grant study, and Nolan is has said initially he is willing to help facilitate that so we'll have to see how yeah. it goes because that's not rock i'm more than willing to be tested i'm i'm curious if i have it i'm i'm very curious I'm i believe all of you do but yeah. guys let's let, get said, bob he thought i had cut it to beat the band i'm quoting him i bet you have it to beat the band let's <laughs> let's get back to with three minutes to go let's get back to the original discussion here because you know, for a lot of experiencers out there that I've talked to, they're upset. They're upset that it's all about the Navy. It's all about the the military experiences. You know, if you're not a pilot flying around in a 737 or an F-18, you mean nothing. You mean nothing. I mean, should experiencers, Katie, be upset about this? Or is it just a sign of the times for right now? Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think they should be upset per se. I think they should just hold true and, and be steadfast. Um I mean, like I said, it, it's convoluted because like it or not, when it comes to abductions and contactees, you do get that woo-woo side of things. So you could see why people try to steer away from it because woo, you know, that the, they're out there. So it's really important that that contactees and abductees remain grounded as much as possible and factual as much as possible and try and get that scientific data behind them or journal or put the time and dates. I mean, and, and I just think that's so important, but yeah, I don't think they should be discouraged. I, I think like Melinda said, this is coming around and it plays a very, very important role and they need to realize that they, they are important in the whole, um, whatever is to come to unfold in the next few years in this field, they're a big part of it. 
So Melinda is a well Melinda is a well-known remote viewer, and I believe the the activities of the government in remote viewing are and the fact that they keep a lot of that stuff still very secret has a lot to do with why they don't want to bring out experiences because they're using the remote viewing abilities to conduct intelligence operations. And so all of this stuff is conflated, Dave, in some weird way. Now, Bob, I lo- uh, you know, I love you, but I, I, I don't think I, I think in what the government's doing right now with the Senate and Congress, it's just trying to get awareness of these um, programs, these legacy programs and whatnot that have existed about the possibility of crash retrievals and reverse engineering, since that's obviously come up for them. And 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 military and intelligence community citing reports. I don't think the abduction stuff is being avoided on that end. Um, I, 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 where it's being avoided, where it's upsetting to see experiencers day being avoided and it not being in conversation. It's in the friggin' UFO community. That's where it's being avoided, not talked about. The major UFO organizations aren't addressing it. So I'm not worried about the government right now. I think it's way down the road from that. But all right, Melinda, I got to get you to hold on right there because we are going to break here at the top of the hour. Melinda Leslie, Tom Whitmore, Katie Page, Science Bob, and myself. We got him for another hour here on the SOR Roundtable as we take a look back at 2022 and what's coming in 2023. All right, we're clear. Sorry, you guys. I'm so on my soapbox tonight. No, no, no. I think you missed my point. My, let, me, let me try to make it here quickly. Is That is, they don't want to talk about remote viewing, so they don't want to talk to experiencers who might show stuff about remote viewing because they consider it highly classified. But Lou talked publicly yeah. about remote viewing. I know he did, but Lou's got Lou's kind of walked the edge. In case you haven't realized, Pinky Lou. I'll tell you. I just think they're being myopic in their vision initially because of having to address it, like dial it way back, you know. But it. it but it, my point being, Bob, in the in the research community, you know, in in the UFO community. It needs to be addressed and not put on the back burner. Katie right. left, but even MUFONs want is so guilty of it. So guilty of it. You know, like it's always been a, embarrassing to them or something. What a shame, you know, because it's, it's such a common part. I mean, you know, it, if you have a bunch, it used to be understood in the field. If you've had a bunch of UFO signs, you've also had abduction. Like that's used to be kind of accepted. And that's yep. not being talked about anymore. And yep. it's like, you guys, we need to stop acting like we're embarrassed by it. So, so, and so, abductees look, need to feel empowered to not feel I'm, like they're embarrassed I'm, to talk I'm about it. I'm with you. I'm with you. So look, all during my childhood, I would see things. And when I was uh, when I was 19 years old, I had missing time and I did not know for a fact until I had a regression that I had been abducted. I didn't know. I had no idea. 
So, I mean, it's just one of these things where some people don't know, some people do, but we should not, we should stop hiding it in this community. It does everyone a disservice to hide it. Yeah, it does. It, 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 it does it does a disservice to those with the experiences. It does a disservice to the truth. It does a total disservice to understanding the nature of why there's an extraterrestrial presence. And what's you going know? on with these... Uh, still here for a reason. What, what, is, what is going on with these hybrid experiments? I mean, yeah, what, I mean what is going on with Why this? are we seeing craft? The craft are here because of, they're abducting people. You know, I mean, it's one, you know, people say, oh, why are they here? Why are we having sightings? And, I'll, and I say, well, we don't really know, but I can give you the statistical data. I say this constantly on my tours because I'm asked, not every tour, but, you know, one out of three tours, I get asked this and I'm like... They're here because here's what the statistics show. And and they're here because they are doing, you know, the calamulations. They're here because they are doing crop circles. They're here because they're interested in our oceans and flying in and out of bodies of water. And they're here doing abductions and contact. You know, what is the statistical data says? There's a there's a very limited list for what the statistical data says the craft are here doing this. You know, besides flying around. I mean, obviously they're here flying around, but besides flying in our atmosphere, what else are they doing? Well, here's the statistical data. This is what they're doing. And so that needs to be addressed in the community. You know, I don't know why we got away from that. It's almost bizarre to me. It is bizarre. No, I know. I know. It's because everyone's wanting to be part of the conversation and have the field be taken seriously. So it's the disclosure conversation almost to the exclusion of other stuff. And it's like, you guys no, I think it should be a huge part of the, I mean, I, I talk about disclosure stuff all the time. It is where we're at, but we also, it doesn't mean therefore we turn away or exclude this other stuff. You know, we need, yeah. we need to be talking about well, all of that, it. that. And there's, that and there's, there's de- definite disagreement amongst the, uh, the abduction community people uh, for, I mean, David Jacobs has this really kind of dystopian vision of what's happening and others have a completely different vision of what's happening. It's all positive. We all have these soul contracts. I, I hate to say this, but part of the, the voice of the abductee community and why it's being minimalized a certain degree is because we did lose our you know, the, the passing away of some of our major proponents on the subject. Mm-hmm. And and now we have a couple of therapists doing good therapy, but they're not out there lecturing and writing the books as much. And so mm-hmm. it's like we need a new crop of people, uh, um, the spokespeople for abductees, now Whitley's still out there talking, thank God, and yeah. his talk for, for in yeah, New but York I mean we don't have Bud Hopkins and John Mack, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's that's what I'm saying, and and even Dave Jacobs is kind of pulled back, He's and we retired. lost Doctor Bill Sprinkle, and you know, yeah. So so we need we need the next voices in the abduction research community. You know, well, uh, that's going to be part of our next topic in about uh, just under a minute here. Uh, I'm going to take that in a little bit of a different uh, way here. But, you know, uh, I want to get to this one topic and then the final half hour, we're going to get into uh, what we should look forward to in 2023. 
uh, and, and kind of go from there. So I'm going to get you guys to hold on here because I want to say a big thank you tonight. we got a bunch of super chatters. Jeff, Obi, Flett, Kira, Surf Jair Times 2, Pascal, Chris, Thomas, Lala, Bomb, Mike, Vaughn, and Carl. And guys, now that we are getting ready for 2022, all of us here on this panel tonight will be at our Vegas panel or our Vegas party, May 19th through 21st at the Golden Nugget. We want to see you all there. Here we go, guys. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears throughout the year and into the new year right now. Want to say hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davy the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Ucaligon. Ucaligon is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Since it's a roundtable, we're going to continue right with the chat tonight as we are joined by Tom Whitmore, Science Bob McGuire, Melinda Leslie, and Katie Page for the best ufologists that are out there right now spreading the word and the love about UFOs. And this is something that I want to kind of get into, you know, looking forward a little bit. Because the one thing that we have now, we have Enigma, we have MUFON, we have uh, Avi Loeb's uh, project, we have a number of different projects and groups going on. However, there is no watchdog service out there breaking down what is actually going on. Not only for the public, but for the mainstream media in order to understand that there is a serious side to this. It isn't just what the politicians are saying or the Navy is saying or MUFON or, or Enigma Group that's brand new or the SCU or uh, the Galileo Project or Bill Nelson at NASA. There is nobody really there for the public. Is it time that there is a an independent watchdog-type group that is built off of people within the field who have no affiliation with any type of group, whether it's MUFON, whether it's the CIA, the NRO, the U.S. Navy, the DOD, wherever it may be. Is it time for a watchdog group, Katie Page? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, something that, that is just... And with our new technology, computers, internet, all that stuff, you know, something that all these books that surround me, I mean, I feel like we're constantly as ufologists and researchers and investigators reinventing the wheel, like learning over and over and over from our pioneers. And I just want to take all this data and have somebody like make sense of it all and put it out there for just, you know, the average person who doesn't do all that 
history, the research and that, and, and, and find the commonalities and be a spokesperson for like, be a voice for all of it. And, and you know what I'm saying? Am I making any sense? You are. <laughs> yeah, you're yes, yeah. You are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's one thing where I think the media, the mainstream media drops the ball because we know the media doesn't want this story. That's why they're covering it with minimal, minimal, minimal grace and effort because everybody's yeah. handing it to them and they're going right along the lines instead of digging. What I would like to see, and Tom, I want to get your opinion on this, is I would like to see somebody who can break down the latest NDAA and put in a press yeah. release the good, the bad, the ugly about what's going on and then send it out to the media outlets, send it out to the UFO podcasts, send it out to the UFO YouTube channels to gain press and coverage with speakers who are going on. Tom, let's get to you first and then Melinda. Yeah, that that's really a that's really a useful function. I I think that in principle is needed. Our biggest problem in the UFO field, as I see it, in terms of things like that, is is funding. I mean, everything that that's getting done is basically being done on a volunteer basis. Uh, MUFON is a volunteer organization, and uh, maybe if if you're a Harvard astronomer, um, you can get big funding, you know, for your project. But us little old UFO people, I mean, a lot of us have day jobs and. Uh, I'm retired personally, but other people, you know, they have families and things change. So I think it would be extremely useful to have an independent group that that is funded and will work on a long-term basis. I mean, you can start something and then it falls by the wayside after a year or two. I understand that, Melinda, before you get there. But I guess what I'm saying here is how many more nuts and bolts groups do we need? Okay, the SCU talks about nuts and bolts. MUFON is a little bit of everything, but we also know that they are trying to cater towards being one of the big dogs. They want to play with the big boys. We got Galileo that's all about nuts and bolts. We have this new Enigma group about nuts and bolts. We don't need any more damn nuts and bolts. We need an overview. Melinda, let's get to it. Well, I kind of thought at one time, and certainly back when I attended the SCU conference there with Bob, um, that SCU was going to kind of be that clearinghouse for information. And and I think I felt discouraged over the last year that they I feel like they dropped the ball on that. I don't I, I can't even tell you what they're necessarily doing now. Um, and and I'm and what a shame because I think they had the ear of the media and they could have put out a summary and done you know I feel like I feel like they they could have been that and 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 I don't know what they've again I I question what they've done since I do know that they're charging for doing interviews and stuff I think that's the opposite of what they should be doing they should be writing press releases and getting information out there not charging for interviews. You know, you guys write books, charge for those, have conferences, charge for those, but don't charge for doing interviews. First off, most people with, whether it's a podcast or news source or whatever, A, they don't pay for interviews and B, they don't have the funding to do it. So to me, that just limited your voice altogether. I think, I think they should be doing the opposite of that. Um, And so I'm disappointed because I was hoping it would kind of be them and they would put out that 
serious face and that public image and that outreach to the media and and, and they're not they're not they yeah. totally dropped the ball that, that's uapx that. that's uh, charging and and now there's a number a couple of podcasters who are, have started oh, that. you're right that's uapx yeah. you're right okay you know? but scu okay then i still question what are they doing i think they could be you're right that is uapx i stand corrected but Again, UAPX shouldn't be doing that. I mean, it's like, you guys, you, what? You're missing the point. You know, this has got, you should be about public outreach. Agreed. And you will get asked and paid to do lectures and stuff, but not pay for interviews. That's ridiculous. No no one no one has the budget and, and no one will do that. And, and news sources aren't going to do that because they're news sources, you know. So you can't do that. It's, it's I, I even have an ethic problem with it but 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 again i go back to i was hoping scu would step up and be that and and i'm disappointed that they're not so you're right katie i agree dave i agree everyone i it, it's needed i it, it's needed it's absolutely needed and and uh you know I, but ufology is always for the most part been a bit, bunch of different researchers and individuals and, you know, and the individual can have a lot of power. Obviously, you guys all know that. We all know that. So so I encourage people, you know, write your articles, do your interviewing, you know, keep it really professional. Um, you know, hope, hopefully one of these organizations will, will step up. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Up and, and, and be that, be that, you know, that, I don't know, I was going to say that beacon of light on the hill, but <laughs> I feel like I'm quoting Reagan or something, you know. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we need that. And uh, there we go. Anyways, I, I feel like so much I'm on my soapbox here tonight. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm just, oh, no worries. I'm all riled up. Science Bob, let, let's <laughs> get to you. It. I mean, you're somebody who is now in the UFO field, uh, point blank, but you're also former CIA, NRO. You've played the, the deep uh, secret stuff. You know, when you look at it and you see the games and the narrative that are being played out within the UFO community by government agencies, the military, the government itself – is it time for some of these brains of the ufology to come together independently and create a watchdog so that way the proper information is getting out and the narrative can now be questioned? I only have, I have some trepidation about such a thing, and that's because whenever you get more than one person together, you have politics. So if you put a bunch of people together in a group and tell them they're now the watchdog, politics will win the day and it'll turn into a mess. I'm just telling you right now, I don't see it being functional. I, it would, it's, 
that's a utopian dream that I don't see working immediately. Now, a lot of sounding very negative, but I'm just telling you, I believe that that's human nature and it will wind up being a, a, a hindrance rather than a help. So uh, I'm a believer in uh, citizen science and the ability of people using modern technology and the help of a few people to do things that could never be done before by individuals. And to that end, I asked Chris Mellon about it in New York and people will soon be able to go look at the videotape, the YouTube tape of me asking Chris that question in a public forum and him enthusiastically supporting the idea that these days citizen science can have a bigger impact than it has ever had before and that is cheap enough to get it done that it can sway a lot of public opinion and that is my hope but it's not my guarantee i have a hope that that happen but he seemed to believe it could happen but bob the problem with ufology right now that a lot of people will say out there is that we're a bunch of people running around like chickens with our heads cut off i agree and that's the reason why the narrative that is being spun out of washington dc is as controlling as it is, and people are actually buying into it. It's the narrative. My only, my only point, my only point is, my only point is, who do we put in charge? We, I, I no, can't. Just kidding. I don't well, know that, who we put in charge. I vote for Katie. <laughs> I'm just that, joking. I'll be I, a beacon of light. I, I can tell you. No, people are biased. I agree with you. I, I can, I can tell you this. You need somebody who's, who has humility, who has stoicism. You need somebody who has a uh, never gets uh, too far uh, up and or too far down, and there's a perfect person right in this room right now, looking at him down in the far bottom corner in Tom Whitmore, who would be absolutely perfect for that job. And then you have control. I, and I'm just well, I'm just throwing it out there, Tom. I know you're trying to retire here. Okay, I know you would say no to it. All right, but but we th- any type on, of watchdog Tom. group would need somebody of your ilk in order to take this on and to and to run it efficiently and properly. Well, I I'm not a journalist, and I know you'd get back mad at me if I posed as a <laughs> but if I could somehow have journalist credentials. You know, I can go to a congressional hearing or a press conference and ask a question. I'm Tom Whitmore with Spaced Out Radio, uh, you know, and I want to ask you this question. And I have press credentials to get into some of these things. That's what that's something I would like to have. Well, you know what? I would like to have those, too, especially when it comes (laughs) to NASA press conferences. I'd like to get into that phone call and say, Bill, what's in your closet? (laughs) Tell me what's in your closet, Bill. Dave, Dave, when we went to one of the breaks, we mentioned um, some younger people in the field who who are doing incredible work. One of the – there's a couple that are journalists that are doing amazing work. Um, As we're saying all this, Christopher Sharp comes to mind. Yes. As someone – yeah, as someone doing good work, writing great stuff – who, who, you know, is someone that could take on a more aggressive role in 
press releases and putting stuff out, but doesn't. Re- but the problem, the problem is, he's a journalist. Okay, yeah. he's got his. No offense to Chris, uh, when you're when you are doing what he's doing, he has his own agenda of what he's trying to accomplish for Liberation Times. You need yes, in, I understand. You need independent people. Like for instance, you can't be a part of MUFON. If you're a part of MUFON, so like, sorry, Katie Page and Melinda, you're part of MUFON. You couldn't be a part of this independent study because there's too much crossover with everything. You, there is a group of a lot of independent people out there. You take somebody like Richard Dolan, who's independent, Linda Moulton Howe, who's independent, uh, you know, a number of other people who are independent researchers, whether they are researchers, whether they're experiencers, whether they're journalists, whether they're whoever they may be, okay, doctors, lawyers, whoever, as long as they are independent of the big groups where they're not going to be uh, having, you know, various ties and, and going up to SEU meetings. Well, you know, this, this watchdog group is, uh, you know, starting to pick up some speed. I think the SEU would be a great group for this. The problem that they have is they yeah. don't have they don't have a, a, a press person who knows how the press works. Okay. Well, the, they, but they they do, but I don't know why that person isn't doing that. They well, do have a press person. We all know because who it it's is. volunteer. Because it's volunteer. That same that same press person who claims to be a journalist who he's not. Uh, is also the same press person who just got hired by Enigma. There's conflict of interest there. Yep. Yeah, I, I do. I do feel very strongly that these these uh, research entities that are supported by bazillionaires like Enigma, the Galaxy Project, the Galileo Project, etc. They're supported by very wealthy people. These very wealthy people have agendas. And they are influencing the direction of the work that will go on in Enigma and the Galileo Project, et cetera. But so, Bob, that's a catch-22 because you need funding to do stuff. I get it. But, we, we, but, but it, what do we get when individuals want to benefit? Well, I, a, a board of directors that makes the decisions, the, the person backing is just the money in the board of directors. I, I, think, I think you can look at Tesla and Elon Musk and his hand-picked board of directors to see how well that works. I don't think for an independent watchdog that you need uh, to worry about budget if you get the right people. You don't need 100 people. You only need six or seven who are going to have the time, who are going to want to put into it and and grow it from there. Or if you do have, uh, once you uh, build that board of directors, if you want to go that way, you can have other members at a membership fee that covers any type of cost. You know, you're not putting on conferences. You're not traveling to get news. You're not writing news stories. The only thing you're doing is breaking down the facts and submitting that on a press release to the mainstream media and the alternative media at the same time on an email. And if you need somebody to speak, let's say Tom is is the head of this group, and Bob, you're one of the speakers, Melinda and Katie, you're one of the speakers each, then you could say, hey, if you would like to talk to to uh, Tom or Bob or Melinda or Katie, uh, please reach out to us via this email, this press email, and we will get back to you uh, and set up a time and date. That's how it's done. 
the up here, I don't know if you have it down there, but up here in Canada, we have a group called the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Their job, even though, you know, that's a, co- a corporation now, but their job is to go through the budgets of the, each provincial government and the federal government budgets and policies, and they tell you in a press release that is submitted to each media outlet what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly about each budget. How is this going to affect people in this income bracket, and then the second income bracket, then the third income bracket, and then the fourth income bracket, and so on. And that is kind of what I'm looking at. If I were to put together a watchdog group for the sake of the people, I couldn't I couldn't do it as a part of SOR because that's a conflict of interest. Well, I, there, there are some people kind of doing this. Dan Chin has another group that he started that feel like they're going to kind of do a watchdog group. And he's been, he's been out there talking about it. So maybe this is going on. Maybe, maybe you should probably have Dan on and ask him about what they're doing. We've been trying to get Danny. Um, I think, I think Dave is trying to set this all up right now. He's got his ideas. I don't have the time for energy, so don't look at me. I'm I'm overextended as it is, man. Well, it, oh it would goodness. be something because I do believe, Katie, that a number of these groups, whether it's Enigma, MUFON, Galileo, okay, they all have reached out to the government one way or another. Who is the voice of the people? You know, right. Melinda mentions Danny Sheehan. He's probably the best one, okay? But who is actually standing up for the voices of the people who've witnessed strange things in the sky or maybe land in their backyard well, or or have been uh, abducted or had contact? There's nobody. It should be, Katie. It yeah. should be MUFON. Yeah, I mean, we do have the ERT team. Yeah, but you're investigating. Uh, no, but even with the sightings and everything, it should be the voice of the people. It's it's yeah. it's sold it's itself well, out too many times, and they need to stop doing that because it it should be what they originally set out to be, which is right, which is the voice of the people. Right well, yeah. and and the MUFON leaders think that they are the voice of of uh, UFOs and in, in in the public. And I think David uh, Dave has pointed out more than once to me that. It really doesn't have a proper press function. Mm-hmm. Uh, function well, that's, that. that's something that they should really think about. Hopefully, yeah. Hey, when Tom was I, on board I with Mufon, some of them will hear this. When Tom was on board with Mufon, I offered. I offered. Mm-hmm. They didn't want it. Yeah, yep, they I, I, uh, Tom knows that I offered to play a science role and just didn't go anywhere. They didn't want it. We all got booted by MUFON. They just don't like well, us. Try again. Maybe you'll have to get this time. Things change there. Yeah, no. You're right. things, change no. there. things change there a lot all the time. No. So I would say try again on things. But, you know, because they, they, they need to do those things. I. I'm not hearing about anything MUFON's doing other than when they do the symposium now. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't subscribe to the MUFON journal, so maybe if I did, I, you know, I hear that there's big news coming down the end of January for MUFON, and I don't even know what it is, but I hear big news is coming, so we can stay tuned for that. I'm okay, not sure well, what maybe, it is. Maybe, maybe they're <laughs> taking some stuff on. That maybe would they would. They, yeah. 
it should be them. I think they're the likely organization to do this if they really fulfilled that role. I think it's the role that they were meant to do that they need to step up and actually do. Well, you could say the same thing about the SCU. The SCU is is filled with brains but no direction. You know, well, MUFON, though the voice of the people thing was really MUFON, as far as a watchdog yes. overlooking, overlooking science, then would be SCU. I'm sorry, SCU is a confederation of scientists and engineers yeah, who exactly. all have similar interests. And hey, do we want to work together? Hey, we got the crew speaking of working together for another 30 minutes here on Spaced Out Radio. Science Bob, Tom Whitmore, Katie Page, Melinda Leslie, and yours truly will be back for the final half hour of the 2022 SOR Roundtable. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's a direction I'd like to take this when we get back. Uh, Now i got to edit. Thank you. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I apologize. That's okay. It'll take me a whole one second to do that. Sorry, man. Yeah, oh. I was just saying. I SCU, thought we were already broke. SCU is just like this loose confederation of scientists and engineers. They're doing great work. I mean, the Aguadilla uh, paper is like one of the best ones ever written in the field. But there's there's no top down direction in SCU. Yeah. Oh, I I well, agree. Uh, and I think what I started. To, oh, sorry. No, please. Uh, what I started to say was when we come back from the break is 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 there's a direction uh, I'd like to go in this conversation, which is um, the public's perception, because while we all know about the NDAA and everything going on, whether it's NDAA and Wilson Davis and and to the stars and what, you know, just the the whole thing, it is. I don't even know how to put it into words. Part of it's because I'm tired, but um, it, it's quite remarkable how the public, and even a, a public interested in the UFO subject, is so completely unaware that anything things have happened. Now, of course, you can say it's the fault of the media, but I, but I think we need to talk about how do we how do we change that. Um, I don't know. You know, it's maybe it's maybe takes a constructive effort to outreach to the media um, because the public does not know that any of this has happened. And I get it from my tour people. People come on my tours. They really want to see UFOs. They'll say, oh, yeah, I follow the subject. Their extent of following the subject is they watch ancient aliens, period. You know, they really they watch television. That's you know, maybe they'll listen to Coast to Coast, maybe, but that's even well, the, a small they, percentage. They've already suggested you needed a group that sat and to put together press releases and put them all over. And yeah. uh, with the with the with the bombarding of the press yeah. by press releces, yeah. So maybe the, maybe the deal is, is somebody would pick it up and run with it. Yeah, absolutely. That and about. that's and that's simple. Like because, I'll give you an example. I've been out of radio for fifteen years. Yeah, 2007, 2022, 15 years I've been out of mainstream radio. I'm still on the Canucks press release. I get every Canucks press release because their PR team still has me on on their news releases. And I'm okay with that. You know, I know every trade that happens. (laughs) 
you know, I but, think we need yeah. to have like universities teach ufology. <laughs> so, I mean, we need to. Well, no, I, I just felt like, yeah, I. This needs to be brought to the attention of the media more. Now, I get also the media, the mainstream media's hesitation because they've been so conditioned to think this will end their careers and that it's taboo. And I get it. The negative stigma is still there. So even though all this stuff is happening, the media is like, no, we can't do that because it'll make us, we'll look goofy. You know, we'll look goofy or it'll hurt our, you know, Melinda, you, you saw my presentation in, in, uh, in Denver. You know yeah. that's not true. I broke it all down for you. Well, but but it but it is still there. It is still there, and you still get the stigma, and that's you know you go why isn't the media addressing it because there it, it still has a stigma to many of them. That's a lot. That, of that is that part is true. That part is yeah. true, and the other part is, you know, when you don't want to cover something, you softball it. Yeah, you softball it. But I think they want to. They don't want to cover it for more of an image reason than the DOD calling the shots. I, in some cases, I yes, I probably say the DOD is calling the shots because there are some media outlets that jump into it. You know, as there much are, as I, but, but that's Jane Fox. That, that, they have covered and I, this, and I agree with you. I mean, trust me, I've said many times on this on this program that you know Tucker Carlson has one of those faces that I just want to punch. I just want to hit him, right? It, it doesn't matter what he says or does. You just look at him and you're like, that's a face I just got to hit, right? Shame on you, Dave. Shame, shame, shame. I know, but. I shouldn't want to punch anybody. No, no, it's the old hockey player in me, right? But I understand. I understand. But, 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 but at least, you know, they've dealt with the subject a little, a little, you know, and, and there are some independent journalists like we talked about yeah one one second here uh because i want to say a big thank you to ozzy mark ozzy rob pascal times two jeff ob flat kira surf chair times two chris thomas lala bob mike vaughn and carl for the super chats here comes the final half hour of this year We've rounded third. We've headed for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Good to have you with us for the roundtable. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you've missed most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. For the final time tonight, we say hello to our panel, Katie Page, Science Bob, Tom Whitmore, and Melinda Leslie. 2023 is now here. It's hard to believe but I, I'm going to be 50 this year. I know all of you will be like, 
Yeah, well, yeah, well, I remember that. But nonetheless, yeah. <laughs> nonetheless, let's start with you, Tom Whitmore. What do you look forward to in 2023? What do you see happening in the world of UFOs? Well, I think we need to get uh, that report that was due at the end of October. Um, I don't think we're going to get what we want to get. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get out of it, but whatever it is, it will tell us something uh, by what it says and what it doesn't say. Uh, I floated this idea on Twitter and on Facebook, but I think it would be good for, you know, Dave was talking about a watchdog group, but what about some of the more professional people in the field talking about developing uh, a code of ethics in the UFO world? Um, That's, that seems to be something that's sorely lacking uh, from my point of view. And I, I'd like to, I'd like to encourage a discussion you know, about uh, maybe uh, working, uh, talking about a code of ethics. And uh, let's let's start with wearing the right masks when we're on internet radio. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that's step one. You know, I'm going to go easy on you, Tom, because it's the year end, but you don't want to be messing with El Avni Volador. At this time of year. You don't. That sounds Spanish. (laughs) Science Bob, I want to hear your 2023. I am an optimist, and I believe that the um, committees hearing data and the director of national intelligence have wrested control from the people inside the Pentagon that have been stomping on things like Gary Reed is now really in the background. He has no role. And for example, so I think there are several positives that occurred with the signing of the NDAA. And so I am hopeful something good will happen. Katie page, let's get to you. 2023. What do you see good? 2023 is going to be a good year. I have a good feeling about it. I have a lot of, I'm I'm just going to go a little personal. I have a lot of good things on the horizon and I'm super excited for the spring and summer because my focus is going to be on these high strangeness locations, uh, really getting out there on location and working with other um, people in the field. It's something I've been working to do and wanting to do for a couple of years and I've done it in little degrees, but I think this is going to be the year we're really going to pull in some really, really cool data and, and get, get a lot of work done. I feel like this is the year to get some work done, you know, getting out there and and finding some answers. So I'm excited for this year. I'm an optimist too, science, Bob. I'm feeling good about this coming year. 
Well, I'm yeah. going to before, before we unleash Melinda on this topic. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say I'm going to say something else here. Okay, I'm going to say something else. El Avni Volador wants to see at least another 35 to 40 incarnations of UFO acronyms out of the government. If we don't hit another 35 to 40 this year, oh no! Uh, all right, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be throwing steel chairs no. at people, okay? Because, you know, we can't go another, you know, all of these groups are failing because you can't just have one name, you know, just one task force. That's it. You know, so we're going to see at least another 35 to 40 acronyms come through this year. That's my belief. You know, we're going to see a, a, a New York Broadway stage production of Lou Elizondo and his chin hair hanging on out, talking UFOs over over some beautiful song. I see that happening. You know, I see a lot of good things happening this year. I see the Navy and the U.S. Air Force uh, continuing their jokes of uh, of not telling us anything. I see NASA finally opening up the doors to their coffee bin and saying, look, it's just grinds. That's all we have here, Bill Nelson, is grinds. Coffee grinds all over the place. And cigarette butts from the Apollo mission. That's what we have. <laughs> Melinda, how about you? Yes. I'm trying to send a money thing for you, but it's oh, not going through. That's okay. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Anyways, what? What? We're, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do that. So 2022. 2022, yes. my dear. Yes. Or 2023. Yes. Pardon me. I was gonna say, wait, what? What year are we in? Okay, 2023. Um, here, let me get out of here because now I'm hearing too much echo and it's driving me crazy. Sorry. Uh, get out of here. Come on. Come on. There we go. Okay. Um, sorry, guys. I was trying to send money, and it wasn't working. Uh, what do you see good coming out of twenty twenty three? Um, more big steps towards disclosure. Hopefully, a lot of um. Stephen Bassett hates it when we say whistleblower, but whistleblower. No, no, that's the wrong term because it is the incorrect term. So I won't say it. Uh, Witnesses, high-level government and military witnesses coming forward in droves. That's what I really hope to see. That's what I hope to see. That's what I want to hold the energy for. Um, and, and as I was saying earlier, um, abductees and contactees, people, you know, abductees and contactees coming forward with their experiences, um, with their witnesses, with their evidence, you know, really good, solid cases. But I those people coming forward and uh, and disclosure moving forward even more. So there we go. The way I look at it, because I am definitely smarter than the host of this show, the way I look at it is this. We need to see these whistleblowers actually get what they want. Does anybody here believe that we're actually going to get immunity for whistleblowers in 2023? Well, it's not about whistleblowers <laughs> like Bassett's been writing about a bunch on Twitter. Um, it's it's wit it's it's witnesses. It's people who know about these covert programs 
coming forward with amnesty and their ability to be able to talk to the Senate and Congress and come forward with those. And so I certainly hope that's what we will see much more of. And and the, I hope the floodgates open on it. Well, well, well let's get one to have, have committees grant them the amnesty. So we'll yeah. see if that happens. Yes. I don't, I don't think you can do that on the legislative side. That has to be done on the DOD side. I believe that tr- is true. Now they can, they can say they'll grant immunity from the congressional committee making a criminal referral to the Justice Department. They can do well, they that. Have immu- yeah, they have immunity to come forward to the Senate and Congress per the NDAA, which is now law signed into law. So, so my understanding is, therefore, they have immunity in which to speak to them. Yeah, as, as, as so as I hope they come forward to speak to the Senate and Congress. I encourage them to do so. So, so the, 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 the way to look at it is the president of the United States signed the bill and he is the ultimate authority and he has now executive authority to let them come and talk, give an executive authority, allowing them to come and talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the president, the office of the presidency did not initiate this whole process. No, yeah, but, but, he thought, but he ended it by signing it into yeah, law. Yeah, he ended it by signing it. Well, so still, it, he, it makes it law and it makes it by authority of the president. Yes. He's not going to not sign it just because there are UFOs in there. I mean, he, it's the whole kit and caboodle. He, he basically has to sign it. Yeah. That's the reason they tied it to the NDAA because it's a must sign bill. But now that exists, so I'm, that's what I'm saying. If, if Congress and Senate hold true to this, and like you said, Bob, those committees, those committees, and and I hope that it's the, the the protection that encourages such individuals to come forward. That's what I'm. I guess that's what I'm really saying here is I'm hoping that encourages these individuals to come forward to the Senate and Congress, and that the Senate and Congress gets so many of these that they realize they need to have. Some some of these testimonies be public as well, and then we'll get more public hearings. But the thing is, if you're one of these people that has information to convey, I mean, if I was one of them, I'd go to a lawyer first, and I'd ask them, "What should I do here?" And they can read the, you know, they can read the legislation well, and all that, the and, they, and they can make they a, and they'll probably tell you, "Don't, don't, don't do it." Well, the NDA has has wording in there, Tom. For that, that doesn't it say something about consulting lawyers? To doesn't it say that they that they have that for these people that the line them up with lawyers that can consult them? I think that's I think it's worded in there, if I remember correctly. And spe- speaking of wealthy individuals, well, wealthy individuals are bankrolling an entity whose job it will be to back up these people with lawyers. And yes. we have mentioned the name of a person who is yes. an architect of that, who is a well-known lawyer. Yes, that's yeah, exactly. No, I hear so, you. I, I, I hope I hope it all works. Okay. Well, that was my point, Tom. But there, there, there's a reason why we've been in this state for 75 years. Oh, I agree. Yeah, they but were we didn't have this wording coming from the Senate and Congress. We didn't have it passed as part of the legislation. That's The, the Senate that's and the Congress passed legislation to uh, make all the Kennedy files public. Okay, that just because they passed something doesn't make it doesn't make it true. 
Well, it's, but yes, it's and they, they, they subpoenaed a bunch of stuff recently in an investigation, and the people stonewalled them. Question, question for you guys. It's a start. D- does a start. Lou Elizondo return to ufology in 2023? Katie? No, because I think he's working for the... No, I think a couple, two, three years, maybe. I don't know. No, I don't see it. What does he have to gain by doing that? Right. Yeah. Well, he became the face of the subject. He's become the face of the subject, but he's also lost a lot in the interim. And let's just leave it there and say he has no upside to returning to ufology. But since taking his job for Space Force, I don't think he can because of what he's doing for them that he has to. Well, the rumors, rumors are out there that he has been let go. I cannot confirm that. Okay. I have no other source on that, but rumors out there uh, state that when Danny Sheehan mentioned it publicly, that Lou got called into an office and was told, see ya by space force. Not good. Bob's nodding. Yes. Oh goodness. You know, so I I don't see him coming back. I think he's uh, he's to pull a happy days. He's been the Fonz and jumped the shark too many times, and uh, I don't see him coming back. You know, where does Enigma play on this going into twenty twenty three? Stepped up as a spokesperson in in a lot of ways, and we could see more from him as Chris Mellon. I want to see more women in ufology. Come on, all you women out there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> with on. you. Katie, I'm totally with you. It's always been an issue. And the women I know. Need to, you know, need to, you got to be strong. You got to, you yeah. got to, we all you need to be strong and step up. Yep. It is I'm coming. Totally with you on that. It is coming. We got just over six minutes to go here on the roundtable discussion tonight. I am El Avni Volador with Science Bob, Katie Page. Melinda Leslie and Tom Whitmore, as we look towards 2023, are we going to see more sightings this year? All reporting groups have stated that there are more and more sightings going up. Okay. Even even the government is claiming they're they're increasing exponentially uh, if you listen to the right circles. Okay, do you, do, you, the, do we the, see that continue? The word on the report is from last June's report to this one is a lot more mentioned and that's, you know, but that's those are just the the things they're looking into, but um yeah, it's it seems to be on the increase. Yeah, I think the reporting is on the increase. I think I don't know that I don't know that there's more sightings. I just think people are more aware they're right, looking and more, more and they're reporting more. more. So are the yep. numbers going up? Yes. Does that mean the actual signs are going up? Well, there's no way to really probably quantify that. But the reporting and, and as as the government is talking about it more, um, I mean, when it was really big in the news, it was great for my tours. <laughs> you know? So if this becomes big in the news again, I'll get that benefit. But what that means is if the people coming on my tours because they want to look is is the number represents a number of people looking, you know, in a bigger picture, then yes, people are paying attention as as the media covers this, as it's in the news, the awareness goes up and thus the sighting reports go up. So I anyways, bottom line yep. is yes. Agree. Yep. Okay, so with those sightings, 
you know, are we going to hear more about crash retrievals in 2023? Are they finally going to show us a craft or at least have that discussion? Bob, are you, hearing, are, two- are, you, are you hearing anything about landings, much less crashes? I think that's mostly stopped. Right. I think if Eric testifies to Wilson Davis and then they'll have Admiral Wilson testify to that, Under oath. that'll, that'll cause the floodgates. Under oath. And everyone else on the O'Shannon knows that's still alive, come in and testify under oath. The doors will open like a Yeah, yeah, If that happens, that's a big what if. But if that happens, that's. I'm thinking maybe we'll get some leaked footage like from Brazil or something from another country. Yeah. And those floodgates were open. You don't think so, Tom? I've probably heard that 20 times over yeah, the last Yeah, but I think, James, I think James Fox <laughs> yeah. is that, that close, close to getting that data. That yeah, close. I think Fox has stuff he's trying to encourage people to come forward or he's waiting till they feel secure. I think Fox has people that are going to come forward on this NDA. I do, too. Stuff. I'm putting my chips in on James Fox. With, <laughs> with video of the actual alien alive. Yep, I, yep. I think that's going to happen. I, I do. Holding out hope, Tom. Good Good luck on that deal. Thank uh, you. I'm gonna... Well, at least I think there might be people in the government who come forward with knowledge about the case. I think he's got those connections. And, and now with the NDAA. I mean, like I said, Mellon saying the next day, as soon as the thing is signed, saying that Eric wrote him, I'm like, that timing is just like, Eric's going to testify. I, I bet Eric's going to testify. Wilson's going to testify. Folks involved in Virginia are going to testify. Bam, bam, bam. At least I'll keep my fingers. I crossed. hope you're right. <laughs> I, I hope is, you're right. is that if Steve Bassett gets his wish and Hillary Clinton gets elected in 2016? <laughs> That ain't oh, gonna no. happen. <laughs> that ain't happening. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how we, all of us, have talked ourselves into believing that some big disclosure is right around the corner. It's not. No, I'm saying in part. I'm not saying big. I don't think it's big. I think it's no, it's think it starts moving and dribbles like and it turns into a floodgate. I think with, it's with, yeah. With I think two minutes to go. With two minutes to go, I want quick answers from each and every one of you. Are we still in a disclosure movement or are we in a confirmation of the phenomena movement? Because disclosure means disclosing everything. Confirmation Confirmation. means we are actually doing it. Because if that's the case, we got to get disclosure out of the, the word disclosure out of the conversation. Melinda, start with you. All right. All right. I'll agree with that. Confirmation. That's it? I expected a few sentences here. <laughs> I thought I I thought I'd keep you. Scared me. All right, let's move over to Tom Whitmore. I, I think we're there's been a struggle to create the possibility of limited confirmation. Agreed. Agreed. Science Bob? Confirmation. You've been yapping like a poodle all night, and you give me a one-word answer? I'm just telling you what I think. Confirmation is what we were getting. Love it. Katie Page, you got the final word. 
I know, and I, I'm going against it. I think we're in a slow disclosure movement still. I don't think we're in the confirmation stages quite yet, but maybe we'll get there in 2023. That's my hope. Well, El Omni Volador says we're in a confirmation movement because disclosure means tell us everything from the modern day of Roswell 1947 right through yeah. to today. We want that Holloman Air Force Base video where the UFO lands and the aliens get out. We want to know if Eisenhower met with aliens back in 1953. We want to know if Bob Lazar actually worked at Area 51. We want to know how many crash retrievals are out there. And we want James Fox's video without having to pay a million dollars for it of the alien at Virginia. Or however we, you pronounce it. We want to know it. what actually overflew the Capitol in 1952. We want to know it all. Roswell was an ET crash. Exactly. <laughs> On that note, I am going to say a big thank you tonight for wrapping up 2022 with the SOR Roundtable. Melinda Leslie, Tom Whitmore, Science Bob, and Katie Page. You guys made it very special. Thank you very much for your love of SOR. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New we got Year. Mr. Ron Happy Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio. Rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Spreaker, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening and your year with us. Because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for 2022. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.